Mike Dempsey here for Underdog Fantasy, where you just draft your team and Underdog handles the rest. And you can win big cash prizes. Go to underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app and sign up with code 1010XL. That's Underdog Fantasy. Use code 1010XL. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Coogan Nation. Time to rise and shine and start your day with Duval Sports Media Big Steppers. Dan Hickett. You know it! Jeff Proctor. It's a big deal. Gosh, it sure is a big deal. And E to the T. E.T. is in the booth. <laughs> rise and shine, Googans, go time. <clears throat> On a Wednesday morning, hump day, stump day. E, do you have the very beginning of the rant on Monday? The very beginning. The first three minutes. We're on a path of discovery together here, real quick. Let's put a little, let's put a little bit of why is that to the reality, okay? Ready? It's the beginning. It's like, the, you know, the, the very, very beginning. Primal. We go primal in the very beginning. You know what I'm saying? You'll look for that, and we'll, uh, you got it? Just the very, very, be- the very beginning. Oh, yeah. better game than Press Taylor and Doug Peterson yesterday. That's not it. No, no. I just screamed. Like, just screamed as loud as I could. So they may have cut that part out, because I, you know, I rise and shine, and I just wailed in sorrow. That's this voice today, my man. That's what it is. That's all I was going to do. We can, we can move on. That's where we were. I, I never learned. I've been doing this thing with this, right? Haven't I had this complaint before? I am to the point, and I cannot scream like that. <laughs> I'd be no good as a fan. <sighs> if I was a fan, I wouldn't be able to talk from Monday to Thursday, and then the weekend, I'd just scream it all the way again. So that's where I'm at. All right, good morning. Welcome aboard. Uh, Doug uh, Peterson did a little house cleaning on the offensive side of the ball yesterday. Look, you got him. I, I applaud the changes. You, you never like to see guys lose jobs, but let's be honest, that's more cliche than it is good heartfelt feeling. What we want is a winning football team. And if you can't bring what will make us a winning football team, if you can't be that extra edge, next man up. That's professional sports. Players, coaches, GMs. So Doug Peterson, credit him for not sitting around, twiddling his thumbs, thinking everything's okay, telling us that rain ain't wet. He did a much better job of that accountability than his boss, general manager Trent Balky, who spent an entire offseason last year either a in childlike confusion are lying to us. One of the two. Any dude that doubles down on Caleb on Chason and his impact, who decides to spend his money on players that don't perform, you know what they should be? Treated like defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell. That's how it should work. Accountability doesn't flow upstream enough in the NFL, right? After each and every game, I mean, if you could, you'd go back to the equipment guy who didn't tape the ankle the right way, but it starts with the players. And by the way, it starts at the bottom of the totem pole with the players. The lower we can go to blame the dude, the best it is. They do not like accountability flowing upward. When it gets there, some are better at accepting and handling that accountability of owning it than others, but none of them like it. They don't like it tick, 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 ticking up the chain. It goes past players, then it gets to assistant coaches. Then it gets to coordinators. Then it gets to head coaches. Then it gets to the front office, in this case, 
the general manager and the layers of protection, the higher you get, are there, right? See, Doug Peterson, it was his football team. It was his management. It was his guidance that saw them lose five of the last six and go from a top, you know, one, two, or three seed to out of the playoffs. That was his doing. With a coordinator he's now fired that he hired. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? So as you wait for major change to occur, listen, there's also hierarchy within the roster, right? I mean, you stick with a quarterback a lot longer than you do a guard, depending on how they're performing. We got to have a we got to have a much better offseason. If Trent Baalke is capable of that, awesome. Awesome. If he's not, move a long, man. This is a multi-million dollar industry. This tugging at the heartstrings for you know people's jobs and futures. What a joke, man. Get out your feelings. We're not talking about the Cub Scout leader who's put in 40 years of minimal pay to make an impact. We're talking about Well, overpaid employees in America, the top of the chart of overpaid employees are are professional sports, right? Let's be honest. Nobody, listen, take out the economic model because that's always the comment. Well, they make, generate $2 billion. I'm not talking about that. I know about getting up in the morning, grabbing your, you know, lunch box, getting in your car, driving to work. Nobody is overpaid like professional sports from the top to the bottom. Nobody. And some have gruntier jobs, harder jobs, more difficult jobs, not as boring, not as sexy, not as exciting. They're all way overpaid by scale, man. So, yeah, uh, let's let's just, in, at least on this show, I, I don't need to call some, you know, some call of arms to a march. Y'all out there are smart enough. You're savvy enough to know what you want and hope it happens. Certainly no, you know, no push or pressure from a, from a local radio show, makes people make decisions. But, yeah, I'm tired of fence-sitting, E. We need a new GM, bro. We need a new pilot. Our guy runs the plane into the mountain. It's as simple as that. I'm sorry. You seem like a nice enough man. Time for the old cliche. You know what's a nice man, E? My dad. Don't want him making the picks. Oh, man. Shout out, Holmes. (laughs) But seriously, what was done last offseason is criminal, man. Criminal. A team that is positioned to continue its upward momentum, and the GM shoved his foot down on our throat and said, nah, no progress this year. We're running it back with a 9-8 football team that caught fiery miracles to make the postseason. Yeah, we good. Sure we are there, Trent. We're real good. Let's keep all 41 draft picks, and let's draft 40 guys who won't help us. Awesome plan. People say, oh, well, you know, he he was right about the DNs. We didn't need a rush in. The hell we didn't. They don't, you you run, the good teams, the contender, the Eagles went to the Super Bowl last year. Those Shuckers had like six guys with 10 sacks, okay? So, yeah, Trayvon got to his double digit. Josh uh, Allen had a career year. We were way depleted. And what this guy, our GM, Trent Baalke, has done with the interior of the defensive line is irresponsible, man. We're sitting here counting pennies whether or not we're going to sign Calvin Ridley. Anybody think about that last year where we're throwing around Monopoly money to 
interior defensive lineman who made no impact? Were we thinking about that then? I wonder. I don't know. Not Monopoly money. <laughs> Just throwing it around. Oh, you want three years, you know, 22 million? RRH, here you go. Do me a favor, get eight, ten tackles this year. We're good. So, yeah, I don't know where they stand right now and going through and over this season. You know, just how reactionary Shad Khan will be. You know, I said this yesterday. It just kind of dawned on me yesterday. It is not good stewardship as the owner of the franchise if you will quickly and summarily dismiss a man who is going into the ring of honor in this town, Tom Coughlin, yet you will bide your time, tap your toe on the Dave Caldwells, Doug Marones, Gus Bradleys, Trent Balkies of the world. What are we doing, man? What is that? Make that make sense. You can't. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to stop straddling the fence. And you know, oh boy, we really shouldn't talk about firing people in season. I get it. We're out of season, man. It's free agency time. It's a tough world. If you feel for Trent Balky and in his job future, then show that same concern for some dude he'll cut next week. It's all the same. We had a golden opportunity this offseason in a division that we could have taken control of and we blew it because our team wasn't good enough. That's the bottom line. And the accountability flowing up will mean that this player won't return and this coach will get fired and this coordinator will be asked to move along. But at the end of the day, and Tony said it yesterday, and it's time-worn, Jimmy's and Joe's, not X's and O's, our record is just as good as our roster, if not better. Our roster needs improvement with somebody with some savvy to take advantage of where we are on our growth chart, lest 2022 become 2017. So we'll get into some of the searches that are out there for the Jaguars. There are some interesting names on the defensive coordinator spot. Don't you feel, E, like this is the time to kind of go grab that solid, longtime veteran, been involved in a few different winning franchises, you know, like a like a Leslie Frazier or Wink Martindale or one of those dudes. Yeah, somebody who's seasoned. Right. I don't want somebody, oh, the promise of this guy, he's only yeah. a linebacker's coach now, but they see him. Uh-uh. The potential, the, the ceiling of this guy, nah, nah. I want Todd Bowles, not Mike Caldwell. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And so there are some uh, that are out there. We're going to get more into Doug Peterson's. Uh, comments from the season ender. There's a lot that's still on the table there. Issues that certainly haven't changed in the last 24 hours. We'll also go down through some of those top defensive assistants that are out there and available and how they may fit fit uh, here. I'll piggyback off of uh, Ship doing the heavy lifting. But if you go to John Shipley, covers the Jags for SI.com. He's put together a list that I, I, I'm not going to quibble with, but just some names to maybe be out there and what some of the pluses or minuses are to each of those guys through our expert opinion and perspective. So plenty of a Jags talk. Meanwhile, the playoffs begin this weekend. The five-pack's over. <clears throat> what I'm about to tell you may mean that we're headed for some cr- craziness. These games look awful. Look to, uh, They look awfully easy to pick to me according to the spread. Uh, Cleveland's 
A two-and-a-half-point favorite at the Texans. Spoiler alert, Houston's going to win that game. Uh, the Chiefs are only given four-and-a-half at home to the Dolphins, who have nobody and can't beat anybody who's any good. Winner Chiefs, easy. The Bills are given 10 to the Steelers. Don't like that one. I'd stay away. Sounds, sounds about like the right spread. I know the Steelers, we learned yesterday, won't have T.J. Watt. They're 1-10 without T.J. Watt and 36-23 and with him since he joined the Steelers. So, go ahead. Tell me there's no... Tell me that's coincidence. But I can see the Steelers get, gritting it out, gutting it out, keeping it close. Who knows what the weather will be? They say 24 in snow. That'd be fun. I like a snow game. Can I get a snow gamey? Not in Jacksonville. No, I, no I'm just saying I want to watch. I want oh, to turn yeah, on, yeah. I want to turn it on this weekend and one of these places just be snowing. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> no, that ain't too much. Uh, Dallas has given seven and a half to Green Bay. Also a little bit dicier because that spread got bigger. But the Lions, three-point favors over the Rams. Three points over the Rams, huh? Love Detroit there. Philly getting three at Tampa. Wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. I don't trust those Eagles. <laughs> I've seen those Eagles right up close and personal. Only theirs will peter out and leave you disappointed after round one of the playoffs instead of the final regular season game. That's what it feels like with Philly. Don't kid yourself. Not as much to play for, but Philly went on the road and lost to the Giants last week, and it wasn't close. All right, we come back on the other side. Some of those defensive coordinators, did you, have you read now the details on what went down with the Giants, Wink uh, Wink Martindale and Brian Dayball, their head coach? Mm, Interesting. It is, it's it's saucy. Mm. Let me tell you why Martindale, and who knows if he's even actually on the market. I mean, he has a year left. He walked out and came to Sarasota with, Guns blazing, and and the circumstances around it are interesting to say the least. And that's what we call a tease, baby. Yeah, you bet. It's good stuff. You know, we like that stuff. And uh, we'll get more into um, uh, Doug Peterson. Uh, Trevor Lawrence met the media yesterday. Dudes cleaning out their lockers. It's, you know, a real fun day, real fun. Real fun to lose five of your last six and then have to go to your locker. And then, oh, by the way, let's tell the world why we failed. Trevor will attempt to do that when we return as well. You're listening to The Drill. It's a Beach House Plumbing Wednesday. It's a Get Smart Wednesday. Hump day stump day. Oh, you bet it is. So we got a lot on our plate today as we get you up and rolling and over this here hump. And on to a playoff weekend. Huh? It's hard to get excited about these playoffs. I don't know how hard to try. All right. An interesting spot here. Our season's over. It's on to the winners. It's on to the good teams. And so, uh, inevitably, I think by the time Saturday comes around, I'll be excited. I'm at least secure in the knowledge that we weren't going far, even if we had made it. We certainly proved that down the stretch. So, you're listening to The Drill. 641-1010. That's the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Also, the phone number into the studio here. And you can reach us old school at The Drill at 1010XL.com. Don't turn around. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Don't turn around. Don't even look. Let's forget 2023 ever happened. We were one game over 500, and we're on the upswing. Let's just treat it like it's last offseason. Only let's get a GM to do something right, man. Pushed all the wrong buttons last offseason. Every single one of them. Button after button after button. Wrong, 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 wrong. 
leaves us with a draft class that Doug Peterson described yesterday as a foundation, yeah, of sand. Yeah, that draft class, the 2023 draft class, if that's a foundation uh, moving forward, we fit to be 4-13 and 13 a bunch of years. Oof, what an awful draft class. We It's been one year. Things can change. Typically, you have an idea, don't you? have a notion. Still plenty to be excited about. Do not get me wrong. We're just trying to filter through this, you know, uh, uh, calamitous mess here at the very end. So what should be priorities one, two, and three heading into the offseason? We had a big bow on yesterday, breakfast with Paselli in the 8 o'clock hour. I know some of you are, you know, you 6 o'clockers. You're, you're, you know, you're well into your day by the time the Hall of Famer comes on. And here's at least how he identified, you know, three pressing issues, three things the Jags must get done this offseason. Off the top decision. of your head, what are the three biggest decisions they got to make? Uh, Josh Allen. Yeah. That's, that, are we all in agreement that no you, brainer. you get that one done? You have to. Second, you second big decision. You have a number of guys who are stars on this team that huge, have huge cap numbers going into next year. And then the third is, which goes to ties in the two, is what do you do with Calvin Ridley? Well, there you go. And, and what are the answers? You know, Ian and I were talking in the break. And so I, I, so many different ways to kind of, I don't know, formalize your thoughts, you know, pr- pr- prepare a battle strategy. This is where I am right now as a guy who has been here since they were working out of trailers under a con- stadium under construction in 1993. This is where I am. We cannot let good players go. Enough already. We can't be in such salary cap hell that we have to decide who's leaving among two good players. Here's an idea. Keep the two good players. Shuttle off five of these mid-level players and replace them with five same mid-level player. That's kind of how I feel about the defense coordinator position. I don't want some young upstart. Don't wow me with your see what's in this guy. Go get me a Leslie Frazier. Go get me a... A Wink Martindale. Here's a list of some of the guys that are out there. Um, shout out. Ship. Same list of names that you or I would come up with. I just, I like them to do the digging. <laughs> okay. <laughs> tell me who's out there. I can tell you what they've got. Uh, Wink Martindale. All right. You want the story? Oh, Next, yeah. Should I go ahead and give you the story? I need that tea. Buddy, it, it got soap opera-ish up there uh, on Monday when they had their final uh, meetings. Uh, the Giants, that is. Um, you know what? And in in fairness, Wink Martindale got to do what a lot of you six clockers would like to do this morning. He take this job and shove it, man. Cursed out his boss and walked out the building. Here's how it went down. Ticked off that Brian Dable was firing two of his closest lieutenants, Giants defensive coordinator Wink Martindale. Cursed the head coach out during a meeting on Monday. Martindale said his piece, got up, slammed the door, walked out of the building, and at last spotting, had returned to Florida and is walking on the beaches of Sarasota today. <laughs> That's gangster. The Giants fired outside linebackers coach Drew Wilkins and defensive assistant Kevin Wilkins. Not sure if there's a relation. Both had come over with Martindale from Baltimore, and Drew Wilkins was considered Martindale's right-hand man. It was never a good marriage between Dayball and Martindale. The two were in a, quote, bad place, as reported back in November. 
It was expected that Martindale was going to resign following Monday's incident, but the Jacks still haven't heard from him as he returned home to Sarasota. Martindale has a year left on his contract, so I don't know how that affects others moving forward. I don't know if this is the kind of mentality that would vibe with Doug Peterson, quite frankly. It's fun to sit here and scoff, but that's, that's, that's speaking to dysfunction, right? And as a defensive coordinator, you, you know, it's, at the end of the day, it's insubordination. But the 60-year-old's expected to have options if he becomes available. The situation unfolded Monday. Dayball and GM Joe Shine met the media for the joint season-ending news conference. It was there they said their expectation was for Martindale and offense coordinator Mike Kafka to return. They had already fired their special teams coordinator and an offensive line coach, but not the Wilkins brothers that Martindale is so close with. And by the way, they had not even met with Martindale or Kafka to see if they even wanted to return when they said this in front of the media, but there had been rumblings about both coordinators being unhappy throughout the season. The Post uh, reported Dayball was adamant about getting rid of Drew Wilkins and by association, Kevin Wilkins. I guess it probably is his brother. There was, quote, a feeling in the building that Martindale and Drew Wilkins were creating their own fiefdom with the coaching staff, at times bypassing Dayball and believing they had to answer only to each other and ultimately the owner. Ups and downs for the Giants' defense this year. Total defense, not good. 27th, get to the analytics, more middle of the pack. The offense was terrible. That certainly put stress and pressure on the defense. But, yeah, didn't didn't go down, you know, just nice and easy and smooth up there. Uh, with Wink Martindale slamming the door, cussing the boss, and headed to the Sunshine State. Can't do that. So Martindale um, is, is kind of a unique, a unique case. We don't even know if he's available under contract, but certainly is a guy who did a lot of good. Well, he came from Baltimore, so he's heavily, you know, heavily regarded as kind of the the architect, the scheme master for the Baltimore uh, Ravens. But again, they weren't real good. Their defense overall, statistically and otherwise, they were kind of like the Jags. They weren't real good in in the stats. They were good at takeaways, but that was about it. Now, he does run a 3-4 defense, something Doug Peterson has said in the past he's a fan of structure-wise. Leslie Frazier might make the most sense. Head coach, longtime defense coordinator. You know, hopefully Peterson with him could just give it to him. See, that's the problem here with Caldwell. Obviously, he lost faith in him. Your defensive coordinator, if you're a coach, needs to handle everything. You need not be bothered. And so, Frazier, as 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 mentioned, a former head coach, a longtime defensive coordinator, you feel like you could give it to him and leave it be. Um, in Frazier's last three years in Buffalo, their defense was 11th, 1st, and 2nd in defensive Variance above average, value above average. 12th in their first season without him. Uh, there are other guys out there. Then you get more into either the up-and-comers or the kind of the retreads. Joe Cullen is a dude who has spent some time here. Um, in fact, he would come back to the Jags for the third time, but if he came as the coordinator, I'm sure he would accept. <laughs> you ready for this name? Brandon Staley? No. 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 (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, he's got years' experience calling defense, right? He went from the Rams, I believe, to to become the Chargers head coach. But yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, and then there's some others out there we can kind of keep uh, book well, bookmarked as names if we hear them being mentioned. I really think the most important, the most interesting thing that will arise out of this uh, coordinator search will be the 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 format of the defense, won't it? Right? Are we going to go from four three to three four? By the way, the differences in those aren't that you know out. Aren't that crazy, but uh, nonetheless, it would be a, you know, it would be uh, a difference. But Doug Peterson has to deal with a reality, you know, and he summed it up on Monday. He has to deal with a reality. There's no way around it. The record may be the same. One game over 500. The season may have ended the same with a loss. But this was a step back year in a season that was supposed to be another move forward. Well, I, I feel I feel fine moving forward. I, I just think how we finished the last six games of the year, how we did it, you know, and we had we had opportunities to win these games. It wasn't like we were out of a lot of games, you know, uh, down the stretch here. It's 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 we lost the game more than them winning the game, you know, and and that's really that's really kind of been our season. Uh, the defense was just awful down the stretch, wasn't it? Anytime we needed a big stop. If we got a lead, they let teams back in the game. If we started slow, they let teams get big leads. It was just pitiful. What they did against Tennessee, I, it, it's perfect timing to fire a defensive coordinator. That was Tennessee's offense is terrible, man. They averaged like 16 points a game. Derrick Henry hadn't really gotten going like that all year. I know he's finished second in rushing, but he was not that player that we saw on Sunday. They lit us up, man. Poor tackling, poor execution. Embarrassing. Entire season on the line, the postseason party invitation right there to be RSVP'd, and you just laid a just a total egg. Not that the offensive side of the ball doesn't have his accountability. That's for doggone sure. We know that as well. Trevor Lawrence met the media yesterday, so let's parse through um, at least a little bit of what was learned in what became a lost season. There's been a lot of lessons learned this year, you know, individually as a team. Um, as an organization, just things that, you know, we can do better moving forward, you know, things that I can do better. I know I need to, to play better consistently. Um, so, yeah, those things are disappointing. And, um, but I know we're going to I know we're gonna be better for it. Um, I have no doubt about that. I'm not going anywhere. You know, I'm going to keep coming back. And um, we're going to learn from this, and it's going to make us better. It's going to prepare us for what's to come. It's hard for them like us in this instance. The team is human. They're sports fans. They've been playing sports since then they were in Little League. They know that at eight and three with the quality of wins that they had had, they knew they were a playoff team. They were headed off to the to the postseason. They knew it just like we knew it until we neither of us did. This year. And, um, the reality is we weren't able to do that. And it's disappointing and you gotta live with that. Like you said, you gotta live with the result and move on. But there's a lot to learn and we're gonna learn from it. We're gonna be better for it. And I know it's gonna make me a better player. I know it's gonna make our team better and you know, this just maybe it's just one of those things where we needed this to get to where we're going to eventually be. Trevor Lawrence doesn't need to come in here and spend about four hours one afternoon and read our text line. He knows he didn't play his best. I can do a better job of just being consistently the player I know I can be. You know, I thought I did that better earlier in the season, and as the season went on, um, I thought that there were times where I didn't play my best and. That's when it's needed, you know, when when the game, when the season's on the line and uh, whatever it is, two-minute drill at the end of the game, making that throw to Calvin, um, 
you know, that, that changes the game. Things like that. Like, I need to be my best in those moments. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that at times this year. And, you know, that's what you talk to the guys. And, like, I feel um, responsible for that. I think it's important to realize, uh, E.T., because we get carried away in this age of immediacy, right? We expect guys to be superstars right away. We expect teams to win championships right away. And Trevor Lawrence is barely 24 years old. Yeah. Just turned 24 in the fall, right? He's learning. Yes, he was, you know, he came in with this great tag of a franchise quarterback. And quite frankly, for the most part, despite our ratcheted up expectations, quite frankly, he's lived up to that. He came to the worst team in the league, and he's at least got us in the playoff mix, back to 500. There's some fine-tuning. There's some improvement. Listen, I'd be with everybody else. If, if Trevor Lawrence were a finished product, if we had seen the best that Trevor Lawrence was going to be, I'd be pretty nervous. I'd be pretty nervous. But golly, I get excited about the prospect of Trevor Lawrence being 30 years old with eight years of experience. Then what's he doing? Then what? What? how protective of the ball? How much better is he? How much he's seen everything a thousand times? So much growth yet to come. When you pin your hopes on, on a football savior, you know, you, you, you want him to lead you down to the river and baptize you right away and forever you're saved. Football doesn't work that way all the time. Uh, this, sa- this particular savior needs some seasoning. He's not a finished product. He doesn't have all the answers. And to his credit, he's never pretended like he has. And so I will say this too, from covering this league a long time, being in that Jaguars locker room for three decades, he is doing all of the other things to be the leader and the franchise quarterback that your guy has to do. Right, plays hurt, he's accountable, he takes the blame, he accepts, so he doesn't take it and really think, well, it's not my fault. He's serious about it. I would imagine this is going to be a very studious, work hard off season for Trevor Lawrence. It was a tough year physically, he said, the, the toughest year he's had, and we can go right down the operation game and list off the injuries. But good news is he won't need off-season surgery. He said, you know, we, we, we wondered that, clean up surgeries in the offing. offing. He said... Uh, no, there were certain areas of his game that improved this year. You know, that has to be recognized. Meanwhile, it's on to the offseason and what people might think this year. Who knows what the what the narrative is going to be? You know, I'm sure not good. So um, but I don't really care. So it's not really about that for me. You know, it doesn't stop my growth. I think that's up to me about how much better I get every year, not about what the narrative is. So um, I know that. It's going to be a long offseason, like I said, for us and what people want to say about us, but it doesn't really matter. I think it's going to put that chip back on our shoulder, and um, we know we got to get better, and we've got a lot of things to work on, and, and individually it starts with me. All right, uh, and one last thing we keep talking about. It's, it's, it's not like, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence is a free agent. We better get something done next week, right? You sign a five-year contract. He's played three. He'll play next year. They'll certainly pick up the option. Whether or not they extend at that point, who knows? You know, this just in, I see no scenario where Trevor Lawrence isn't the quarterback here in 2030. Just, I don't. Nonetheless, does he have any thoughts on the contract? And I would expect to be able to predict this answer. We stunk. I let us down on the field. I don't care about anything other than winning. That's what I want to hear. I'll hear it for the first time along with you. No, I don't. You know, I have no idea really how it all works anyway. So, um, I don't know. You know, that's something where I'm, it's not really what I'm thinking about right now. Um, I'm sure those things will come up as offseason goes, but 
yeah, I mean, that's kind of all I really have to say about it. I don't, I don't know how that's going to go, and you know, not really my priority right now. Obviously, that'll kind of take care of itself, and um, we'll figure that out as we go. But you know, I haven't, haven't had any of those conversations as of yet. All right, there's Trevor Lawrence. He can limp off uh, home for the offseason, get better health-wise, put a lot of, a lot of time in, a lot of film work. What's happening here? You know, what, what, why is this hat? Why I, you know, why did I throw there? Why do I think my receiver is going to stop and he's really going to button hook out? Why do I think my guy's going to zig and he's going to zag? Why do I think he's going to run a fade? He just ran a skinny post. So we had a lot of, there were a lot of these instances this year with Trevor where you could, you know, depending on what side you would fall, you could say, well, gosh, it looks like the receiver wasn't where Trevor thought he was going to be. And so if you're on one side, you, you put that on the receiver, well, it might not be. You know, it, it's a mistake between the two of them. You know, others definitely belong to either receiver or quarterback. We had too many gray area ones. And then like we saw in that finale, why does why do we go back to pass, look one way and pass it there immediately? You know, that happens too much. Good offenses, they go back, they scan the field, they're protected. We all know some of those issues as well. All right, I have an amazing stat concerning the Cleveland Browns. It could be a good harbinger for them as they start the postseason uh, in Houston this weekend. Will it be enough? Uh, We'll explore with a football fix. That and more next on Abitro's Plumbing Wednesday. All right, we're back with the Daily's Double Take brought to you by The Dash. Oh, get some of that fresh ground deliciousness. Locally sourced coffee, ground fresh every single morning when you pour that cup of joe at the Daily's Dash. You're getting freshness. And a jump start on a morning, a chilly morning out there. So bundle up, Jayville. Uh, number one and number two lost in college basketball last night. Uh, Houston, on to the Big 12. I saw a little stat how, how that schedule uh, looks a little different when you're playing in the Big 12 versus the AAC. Houston had been the last undefeated team in college basketball. But just number two, they fell Iowa State. Uh, meanwhile, Purdue, number one in the country, despite having lost already, they lost in the conference as well. They lost to Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska's basketball team does a little bit better job of scoring than Nebraska's football team. But number one, Purdue, number two, Houston, uh, both go down last night. If you haven't been paying attention, FSU is starting to right the ship a little bit. FSU lost, uh, obviously, to Florida early. Then they beat Colorado, and they were they were four and one. Uh, Colorado was ranked number eighteen in the country at the time, but then four straight losses had FSU in the middle of December at four and five, and seemingly headed toward a losing season. They've taken advantage of a little bit easier portion of the schedule. They won their third straight in the ACC last night, beat Wake Forest, who had been on a nine game win streak themselves, and so. Leonard Hamilton, the Knowles, now 9-6, and 3-1 in the conference. Big game for Florida, and I keep saying this. You can't keep coming up close, but just short. Florida plays Ole Miss tonight. Um, Ole Miss had been undefeated themselves until the weekend. They lost to Tennessee. It was a really good basketball team, in case you weren't aware. Uh, the Gators have been close in, in top 10, against top 10 type talent. They, they lost. It may have even been in overtime to Baylor. Gave Kentucky everything they wanted in a two-point loss uh, this weekend. Ole Miss is, uh, they don't believe in Ole Miss. Ole Miss just lost their first game, and that dropped them completely out of the top 25. So, not that it's a not uh, not that it's not an unwinnable game for Florida by any stretch. But the Gators at 10-4, and 0-1 in the SEC. It's wins over Ole Miss, South Carolina, Mississippi State, LSU, Arkansas, Auburn, Alabama. 
Florida and Todd going have to win those games. We're going to be sitting here at the end of the year, sub 500 in the SEC, headed off to the NIT. So we shall see. All right, fire up the band. We got a football fix. Brought to you by Allstate agent Mandy Bowers in Mandarin and out Orange Park. Two offices because they're doing such a great job representing y'all out there. You can be saving money right now and you want an insurance agent on your side when things go wrong. Oh, they're all there when those premium checks are rolling. Yeah, yeah, you bet. But what happens when you need them? Count on Allstate agent Mandy Bowers uh, and her team. Interesting stat. In a couple of ways. For the Cleveland Browns. The Browns had the number one total defense in football this year. Okay. If you don't think defense helps win championships, see Michigan and their emphatic win over Washington a couple of nights ago. Well, there's a couple of things here about Browns history. The Browns haven't had the number one overall defense since 1955. 70 years since the Browns had the number one defense in the NFL. That finished off a stretch where the Browns were the benchmark for defense. In the early 50s, the Browns had the number one defense in the NFL in 1950, 1952, and 1954, and 1955. Now the game has changed. I offer this with no guarantees. But in 50, 52, 54, 55... The Browns had the number one defense, total defense in the NFL. Three of those years, they won the NFL championship, and the other, they lost in the championship game. Pretty sure Joe Flacco was not their quarterback, but he may have been around. But anyway, it's it's Flacco and the Browns at Houston this weekend. Are, are the Texans going to do kind of what the Jags did last year? Get hot down the stretch, beat a division rival in the finale, watch it break their way, get into the postseason, get to host a game against a team with a better record. Are they going to win in advanced? Advance? I'll remind you that uh, Cleveland beat Houston late in the year, but that was without uh, C.J. Stroud, and that's that's a that's a big one. So Mike Vrabel out with the Tennessee Titans. If you're living some pipe dream of we should get Mike Vrabel as your defensive coordinator, then that's exactly what it is. It's the pipe dream. I don't understand this move by Tennessee. I mean, you got a good coach. You had yeah, a bad year. A what are you doing, man? Yep. You know, he had he came in, he went nine and seven, then he went like nine and seven, eleven and five, twelve and four, had a top seed one year, went to the playoffs three straight years. But it all started with the collapse last year. I mean, Mike Vrabel had Four straight winning years, three straight playoff years, one number one seed, and we're sitting, you know, seven and three and atop the AFC South midseason last year. And it's just gone dead downhill since fired in a move that, again, I don't understand by the Titans. I mean, you, you got to allow – this guy checks all the boxes. He's going to be excellent wherever he goes. Mike Vrabel is a heck of a head coach, and what a dumb – good for the Titans for making the move. Shout out. They thought they could have traded him. But they didn't want to wait around and fall, you know, in line behind other guys that may be picked, which is a great strategy. I better not see another team with a head coach before you, though. True, if that's your reason. Right. Yeah. So, Wheat Martindale is a name you're going to hear on the wish list of some Jag fans and probably associated with the Jags' open defensive coordinator position. He had that role in Baltimore, did a good job, went up to the New York Giants, and it just did not get along. It was a clash of personalities and, and 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 
a lot of conflict between he and the head coach. And it finally led to an ugly scene to end the year where Brian Dayball, the head coach, got rid of two of Wink Martindale's top assistants, his, his like first and second in command behind him without even, you know, him weighing in on it. So apparently he had a meeting and cussed out Dayball and slammed the door and said, I'm going to Sarasota. So we will see how that uh, works out. NFL remains unbelievably popular. I can't help but think Bush League moves like putting the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champs, in their playoff opener on some streaming platform. I can't think that's going to help. That's weak sauce. The NFL regular season, though, this year had its top viewership since 2015. Well, I'm reading this headline, and I'm going to tell you flat out, I don't believe a thing about it. Broncos leave door open for Wilson's 24 return. Yeah, that door would mean taking a pay cut of about half of your money. Russ don't play that way. We'll just leave it at that. Doesn't matter what else it takes. The Steelers are without uh, DJ Watt this weekend. What that means is they have no chance to beat the Bills. You realize this? What about this stat? 11 games without TJ Watt. The Steelers are 1 and 10. They're 36 and 23 in the games that he's played. They're not, you know. The one chance that Steelers have is winning some sort of blue-collar slugfest and their heavyweight champ, uh, he gone. That's Football Fix. You're welcome. It's brought to you by Allstate Agent Manny Bowers, Mandarin, and now Orange Park. Kick and arrival, more coming your way next. We're going to get Smart John inside a half hour now. So up and rolling on a hump day. It's a Beatrice Plumbing Wednesday. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. You know it! Never met yes, baby, sir. baby. Charlie Pride is there. Woo. That's Clay County's best right Don't there. Don't worry, it was the last night. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Hey! Talk to me. I got a question. Uh-huh. Let's see. What day is it? Woo! I think... <laughs> I think it, I think it, I think it might be hump day. Boys are fired up today. Let's go. Big day today. Big day. You came in, you came in taunting uh, E about the, okay, go ahead and tell me what we got. Load it up, load us up with the big day and then I have a $20 Trivia, offer we got Murphy Power. Nice. We got Lock and Law High School nice. Report. Love as good it. as it gets. Perfect. Um. Lots of jag talk. Yeah. You uh, came in, you know, taunting E. You love to taunt E about the Lakers. If they lose, you taunt <laughs> about losing. And then you taunted them last night because they, quote, cheated. And, mm-hmm. and the Toronto uh, Raptors aren't happy that LeBron and the boys went to the free throw line 23 times in the fourth quarter alone. Dang. But I have a, I'm going to back it down just in case you were reading the story. I'm going to give you $5 straight up. You got to get it right. $5. How much were you going to give me? 20. Oh. But I'm afraid that <laughs> I'm afraid because you've referenced it that you may have either watched some of it uh-huh. or you're somewhat uh-huh. aware. I know your team has made a trade with Toronto, so yes. it could have come up there. I'll give the same $5 offer to you, E, if you guys either one of you could tell me who the coach of the Raptors is. Oh, I saw the clip the of coach, him going crazy the, this morning. Yeah, the coach of the Toronto. And now I, I'm going to need, because it's my hey, hard earned money. Yeah, it's going to have to be exact. I'm sorry. I, 
It's, it's but it like, has to, I mean, it's going to have to be like, no phone booth. Yeah, no, I can't, like, I can't be like, like in the neighborhood. It's like uh, Drago Rojanovich. There you go. Yeah. Darko yeah. Rajakovich. Yeah. But you're, that's close. I'll give you credit for that. You I get a dollar. Him, I saw him going crazy this morning. Yeah, <laughs> he's right. And nobody he does. He's going to get fined, though. No, nobody, Absolutely. Nobody greases the wheel for the and protects the better teams and players like the NBA The NBA now. does. They yeah. do it better than anybody. And so, um, sure. yeah, there you go. Darko <laughs> Rajakovich. Rajakovich. Sure. 100% on yeah, that. Yeah, you betcha. Mm-hmm. Do you have a preference? I, I do. I was uh, reading Ship. I was looking at some of Shipley's uh, potential mm-hmm. candidates for dens- defensive coordinator. Ship. There is one on there that jumps out at me. I go get this guy tomorrow. Don't you think this team is in the place where you – let's go get the long-run established, maybe even been a head coach. You turn it over a Spagnola type, and you don't bother with him. That's Leslie Frazier, Hick. Okay. Who, when he left Buffalo, left him after his last two seasons, one and two in DVOA. His first year gone, they went back to 13th. Okay. Bring in Leslie Frazier. Give him the defense. Thank you, coach. Love you. Make these guys good and let Peterson and Press and, and, and Trevor I, and the offense. I'd be fine with that. Right, I'd I would fi- too. I, I, honestly, I'm just saying, between, honestly I, that'd be fine with just about anybody. On the, I mean, I, I don't me. know. I don't know. I don't want this. Ooh. I don't want a guy who's ready to be a coordinator. Mm-mm. I want a guy who's been a coordinator for 20 years. Yeah. I want a veteran, yeah. steady yeah. dude. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, with I that. want Todd Bowles, not Mike Caldwell. <laughs> right? <laughs> if I'm getting a guy. That's what I, you know. That's fair. So give me I so there are a bunch of guys on that list. Nope. If I don't know your name as a coordinator in this league, this is not the job for you. If you don't got no stubble on your face, you, you yeah. barely got a mustache, no, nah, bro. Go grow somewhere else, and I may make a mistake, and you may be the best thing since sliced bread in five years. But I need a slow, steady, veteran voice that's been there, done that with primo success. And it's hard to find those guys because they're, I don't know, usually employed. He need to have he got to have a voice like Jeff's right now. That's the type of guy. Raspy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Screamed it out of Yelling. myself on Monday. We um, we were at the office last night, TV TV uh, doing TV work. Oh, oh, busy week for you. Uh, it is a little bit. I got to ease back. Well, I'm just glad you survived the. I got to teach today. Uh, hurricane. Mean, bad storm. It was a bad storm yesterday. BWR gets so frantic and mad at me. It's like, I mean, all the phones start going off at four o'clock. Yeah, they're sending out a weather alert, and it's a tornado warning. And she goes, "We got to take it." And you know. The chief's on telling us to get into a closet. Just can, a can I see the video? Of of, I, I need, and I'm with you on that because we were watching a movie and it kept being interrupted. And I think there was one over by like E Town or E. Really? Is that named after UE, by the way? No, 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 E no. whatever. <laughs> you Mark, think there Mark, was? Or, or there was? Well, I mean, I mean I don't did know it knock we're... anything down? Is I there any damage? Some folks saw something or whatever. I anyway. Better uh, safe uh, than sorry, I guess. Yeah, I, I got no problem with listening, whatever, but. You know, and, our, and you know, and then my 18-year-old, who's you know, he starts chiming in because everything's canceled yesterday, and you know, it was bad weather. Don't get me wrong. I looked outside and it was windy and pouring rain, and uh, and uh, uh, I said, "Look, hon, if the train comes down the tracks, we'll all dive in the closet. That's what we'll do." I yeah, I don't think it, if a tornado gets you, it's almost like a lightning strike. Yeah. We live in Florida. There is no basement. There is no room without a window. Yeah, there's no basement. You know? There's I mean, no basement. So anyway, but um, at work last night, I was looking at some Jaguar interviews, putting stuff together for TV, and uh, Calvin Ridley was talking, and he said something that was, you know, interesting. He said, we, work our, we worked ourselves tired. We tried everything. <laughs> I mean, like mentally? Yeah. 
physically. I mean, Calvin Ridley's real blunt. You know, he's 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 he has no filter. He says he doesn't like the media, but he talks. You know, I mean, he, he's so anyway. He was like, "Yeah, we worked ourselves tired this year," and you forget sometimes that there, you know, there's there's a human element to it. We talked about Devon Hamilton yesterday and all the stuff that he went through, and we don't see that as as fans, right? We just expect them to be at their very best every week, and for whatever reason. And then on top of that, I somebody compiled on social media, um, Trevor Lawrence's. And the E, did you see it? Trevor Lawrence's near miss touchdown throws. Yep, with the all season. the receivers. Yeah, and he and there was like fifteen of them. And so I was thinking, and I don't know if other quarterbacks who play the whole season have the same thing. I don't know, but I was wondering, like, even if now, are these his misses or receiver misses or both? Receiver, yeah, mostly. all so, the drop yeah. balls and stuff. Yeah. really, and not a hundred of them. I mean, some of them would have been tremendous catches, but it. Eight or nine of them very basic, easily very could have been caught. Yeah. Is that very? Yeah. Okay. So if that happened, then he has 30 touchdowns and 14 picks, and it's, there's a little bit How different narrative. So, How dare you paint a positive picture? And that's not, again, absolving him of his no. – and the bluntness from up above is stop the turnovers. That's the main thing. Sure. And I think they all know that. Yeah. And, and, and Lawrence said – you heard him say in his – press conference I should have hit Calvin on the deep ball blah 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 but so football is a game of inches I I'm just curious if we took every other quarterback how many misses there were because there were really like you go back and look and you're like oh my god come on catch that ball catch that ball catch that ball catch up most of them were Ridley by the way Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially early on our receivers we we rail you know again I don't care why they got overvalued whether it was scheme coach quarterback We've way overvalued our receiving core, man. Well, it, I don't we, know that. I do. I think, I, 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 well, I think. Yeah. It's not deep at all. We got the shallowest receiving core in the league. Well, that's fair. And I, I you know. Like, it, like where, remember in the, again, training camp, a pox on all the media next year and the fans during training camp when they, if you mention a guy, E, we're going to have, we're going to have to come up with some sort of sound effect disclaimer. Or, yeah. Uh, you know. Views and opinions. Yeah. We're excited about your opinion about this person <laughs> in training yeah. camp, but we resolve the right to. Uh, yeah. Let the season begin before we have a full throttle. Yeah, we had all those receivers, right? Yeah. They were flashing. Oh, what do we do? How many do we keep? Yeah. Do we, should we trade? Yeah. We got yeah. this guy yeah. and this yeah. guy and this guy. Tank not Bigsby, a damn unstoppable. One, not a dadgum one of them no. did, a, th- did Nothing. a thing. Nothing. Elijah Cooks didn't no. do anything. Tim Mm-mm. Jones didn't do anything. The other guys on the practice squad never came up and did anything. No. I did ruminate on a couple. But anyway, of- let me just get this. Yeah, Our sorry. one-on-one financial poll question. Do you want Calvin Ridley back in 2024? And I gave you four options. Okay. Uh, yes. Sign and lose the second round pick. Okay. Franchise him for a year. Only if it's team friendly. No, we need the pick. And we got. My answer is it's funny. We, we It's actually some symmetry here. I was going to tell you that I ruminated on a couple of things the last 24 hours, and there are two major Jaguar storylines. I am ready just to put my feet in cement, and I'm, I'm, and, and, you know, loudly, proudly, not proudly, loudly. Proclaim. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of them is Calvin Ridley. So, first in your question, the answer for me mm-hmm. is an unequivocal, un- inarguable mm-hmm. number one. That's my answer. And then I'm going to explain why after we go through your your deal. What do you mean? Number one, got to oh, have yes, him. Yes, sign and lose correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, only if team-friendly leads with 35.9. <sighs> Franchise him for a year, 27.4. Yes, sign and lose a second, 21.7. No need. 
no, we need to pick 15%. Pretty close. Pretty yeah. close there. I have I came to this and in listening back, we played some of Tony and what, what he talked with us mm-hmm. about yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, he he like presented this topic. Well, if you keep Ridley, you might have a casualty like a Lewican. Remember him saying that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh no. No, no, no. I'm not playing that game anymore. Okay, we're not good enough to let our good players go, Dan. Aluakin and Ridley are good players. I'm keeping them. I'm keeping them both. And it means I'm jettisoning five mid-level players who haven't produced squat for us. Then I'll replace them with five other and hopefully do better. So that's one thing I'm down on. I want Ridley because of, in many ways, the, you know, I don't want it to be, well, we might have to cut this guy. No, we don't. If they're good, and there's only about six guys that fit that, Hick. Mm-hmm. To me, there's only five or six guys that I really, really, really want to keep. Mm-hmm. Maybe eight. Okay. But really, it's one of those. So, no, I don't want Ridley in lieu of a Lewican or vice versa. We need both those guys. That's pretty obvious. We're not the most talented team in the league. That's number one. Mm -hmm. And number two, with all due respect in regard to the cliche of, you know, people that's their jobs and their livelihood and then this and they're that. We need a new GM point blank. Not Trent Belke hadn't done good enough or not he told us this. Flat out, make the move, Shad. Oh. Be aggressive and get a get get get. We need new eyes, Hick. We need I new eyes. I don't disagree, but don't I know you breath. don't. But I'm saying that's what I want. I want the GM to be released and a new one, a good one, to come in. Hey, e, I got a question for the culture. <clears throat> oh yeah. Before we before we wrap up. All right, cool. I'll look to you for guidance, answers. Of course, you know I'm gonna keep, keep you young. You I got keep, you. You keep me young. You keep it real. Keep you hip. Keep me hip. Now, as you know. For us old guys, Michael Jordan is the GOAT. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right? I mean, and you can argue LeBron, that's fine. No, won't, though, no but, disrespect. But no, if some people will. I got no problem with the argument, but we will tell you Jordan is the GOAT. I was just watching Jordan. I was watching Glenn Rice get in Jordan's face. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It was just on, and then Jordan absolutely <laughs> annihilated him, him in the fourth quarter. Uh-huh, that's uh-huh. what he did whenever he wanted to. He is the GOAT. And the game has changed so much. It was it was so – he was he was poetry in motion. Mid-range jumpers just swish, swish, mm-hmm. swish. Anyway, uh, Derek Jeter is unbelievable. Bro. Derek Jeter is baseball. He's not the GOAT, but, man, what a he's great. Him. What a, he's him. Mm-hmm. Great winner. Came up big in the biggest moments. The captain. Five, the captain. Even though my captain is David Wright, he uh-huh. is the uh-huh. captain. And so, does this guy belong in the suite? No. And I'm just asking this question. Easy. No. Okay. You know, Travis Scott, is that his name? Yeah. Where does he rank in terms of Jordan Jeter? I mean, he's How signed, did he get in? Yeah, he, he he's signed by Jordan. He's Jordan Brand. He's a very popular, what, he's, you know, rapper. What's he's, Yoda jumping in about? Yeah, he, he belongs in the suite. He, he could be in the suite. He belongs in the suite. Yeah, he can go in the suite. Oh, okay. So well, you know the young boys like him. But oh, they do. The, the young, the young kids like him. But you know, he like he has his own uh, a, a shoe, uh-huh. a Jordan shoe that that's very popular. Oh, so there's a connection there. Yeah, there is a connection. Oh, uh, so Jordan's making money off of it. Absolutely. Ah, absolutely. All right. I and I'm not knocking the guy. I don't know much right. about him except for he used to. He went in the coven. <laughs> I didn't know that. He belongs in the suite. Okay. All right. So I was just asking. The Jeter I, also belongs in the suite. Oh, Jordan, yeah. Jeter is a Jordan brand athlete. And as listen. Well. Stephen A. got his way into the suite. I don't so, get that, man. well, he's the top dog at the top sports <laughs> entity. So, so be it. Anyway, yeah. I was just curious. I appreciate you guys' uh, insight on that. Let's do this. Let's. Uh, we got trivia. You ready? 
I am born ready, friend. All right. Stay ready, young guy. I'm already eating two brain food boiled eggs. I'm ready Wonderful. to go. I'm firing. My synapses are firing. We'll welcome in Get Smart John We're not going to welcome him. We're going to beat him down. That's fine, too. It's a yeah. Beatrice Plumbing Wednesday. Ta-da! Ta-da. You know him, you love him. He's bald. He's beautiful. He's TriviaNation.com's own. Slightly dipped in the Sauvage. Smells so good. Please welcome to the program. Get smart, Johnny! Good morning, good, good. What's up, my man? So, so first of all, I have a makeup shout-out. And yes. this goes back, You, of course, you'll recall uh, when I was having my colonoscopy. We still did trivia. Yes. And I was remiss in not giving a shout-out. I gave out a shout-out to my docs, but mm-hmm. the tech, uh, Danny Gordon, longtime Guggen. Shout-out, Danny! Yes, I was working at Baptist Beaches yesterday, and I saw him, and he said, yeah, we listen to you guys all the time. I said, man, I'm so sorry. I forgot to give you your shout-out. What up, so, Danny? Hey, Danny. Yeah. Danny! Danny boy! Oh, Danny boy. You've never seen Danny The Shining. Very special shout-out. You've never seen very The Shining, have you, Hick? That's a scary you seen movie. The Shining? That's a scary yeah, movie, so. Yeah. That's uh, 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 no, literally one of the best movies of all time. Yeah? yeah. I don't do that. My top three Red movies Rum. of all time Red would Rum. be The Shining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Red but it's beyond, mm-hmm. this is good horror. Back when horror had some nuance to it. You know, somebody yeah. didn't walk in and stab somebody in the eyeball. That's that's horror today, right? <laughs> I don't like being scared, though. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's not all gore. There's that. <laughs> no, that's a good intense. one, man. That's yeah. a good one. Jack Nicholson's mm-hmm. one of the best actors of all time. It's a really good movie, man. Mm-hmm. Here's Johnny. Oh, yes. Really good. Very good. So with uh, Bishop Kenny Connection, of course, um, and... I can say because uh, first year as head coach of Bishop Kenny football, mm-hmm. won Mike Healy, coach Healy, BK's first undefeated season. Uh-huh. Okay, by the way, uh, a hell of a teacher too. By the way, I had him, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, he is retiring after oh. fifty-three years. He's presently at Stanton. So, yeah. Mike Healy, you thank you for all your service and Shout out, you, Mr. You know, Healy. And, yeah. yeah, everybody so, knows I Coach Healy. Coach that. Healy's a good dude, man. I know Coach Healy for a long time. Cross paths yeah. with him. And uh, did it always did it the right way. So. Any chance Coach Healy had a list of questions he slid you? Mm. <laughs> oh, trying to pay honor oh, to Coach okay. Healy here. What are you doing? Uh, I mean, right, that's, that's what the right, BK right. Athletic Banquet's for at the end of the year. <clears throat> okay, smart guy. All right, so we're going to do um, U.S. government. Let's do it. This guy's been in the news a lot. I just simply want you to tell me yeah. who is – the Secretary of Defense. Ah, uh, you he just had surgery uh, and he yeah, hit it. Uh, He's a black guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Been in the news a lot. I want to say this is terrible. I mean, uh, I, I don't like guessing names because uh, give me a name. <clears throat> uh, John and some John, is it not? I can get it. I can get it. It's um oh boy. Yeah, he just went, then they didn't tell the, didn't uh, the tell anybody second in command. That's right. Yeah, I didn't tell the president. Didn't tell, like, he's, uh, he's yeah. Got, he's got a name, like, his first name is another, uh, 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 I don't know. Oh, God. I heard, I remember, his, I might be able to get his first name. I don't think I can get his, I don't know. Dang, we coming out like that. Yeah, I see him. I can, uh, I can see him, too. He's, um, he's, um, he, he, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I can't get it. I can see him, but I don't know his name. No one knows Okay. Oh, I'll take the, uh, oh. yeah, what okay. is it? Lloyd Austin. Austin. Yeah. I knew that was it. That's it. Lloyd Austin. <laughs> yeah, well. All right, Johnny, we'll see you next week. 
<laughs> Get him out of here. You want to do the intro again? <laughs> okay. All right. Proverbs. Proverbs. Book of. Oh, we're good at that. Okay. Written by John Hayward, oh. a 1546 book of Proverbs. Pretty sure the Proverbs were written by David. Can we go back? <laughs> <laughs> All right, John yeah. Hayward, plagiarist. <laughs> yeah. Book of Proverbs spread the notion that the moon was made of what colorful dairy product? If the moon were made of cheese, would you eat it? I know I would. <laughs> what if the moon color. was made of spare What color? Yellow. Uh, green, isn't it? Green cheese? Green. <laughs> yes, green cheese. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A little premature on that. It's game. a simple okay. question, doctor. Answer it. <laughs> John, John, this is Claudine. Say hello. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, science. Science. What is produced? By the rapid expansion of atmospheric gases Ooh. when suddenly heated by lightning. <laughs> thunder. Yes. It's like thunder. Lightning. That is correct. The way you love me is frightening. It's you exciting, better knock. Isn't it? isn't it exciting? I remember that song. Knock on wood. Gosh. Baby. <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> Hey, look, Skip Bayless made a hole-in-one. Oh, that's not fair. That's terrible. <laughs> I mean, he already made his deal with the devil, so how to come he gets that? All right. Calendar. Calendar. According to the Chinese calendar, 2024 <laughs> is the year of what? you got to be kidding. Come on, man. It's the year of the ox. It's the year of the, the ox or the pig or the tiger. It's the same three. The year of the monkey. It's always something <laughs> stupid. Lose, didn't it come back to the year of the ox? I, I what lose, are we saying that? I lose respect for the Chinese every time this question comes up. I hate this question. Yeah, a bunch of dullards. Oh, it's the year of the ox. Uh, go with ox. Let's go with our buddy ox. Uh, that would be dragon. Dragon. <laughs> In China, somehow you guys lead the world, man. Mm. What are we doing? Well, because they went to work yesterday. Yeah, we that's true. home. That's for dang sure there. <laughs> They would have looked at an opportunity to batten down the schools and give an extra three hours. Sports. Who won the gold medal for the U.S. at the 1976 Olympics in the decathlon? That was Jenner. Yeah, yeah, darn right it is. Bruce Jenner. Darn right. Uh, Just for extra credit, can you give me a location for the 76 Olympics? Montreal. Very good. I got one yesterday on Celebrity Jeopardy. Nice. It was app in the word. Okay. And it was... Um, Appetizer. No, it was the... 70- These pre-meal foods often get you... I think it was the 72 Winter Olympics. Oh. Nice. Where were they held? Uh, Sapporo, Japan. Correct. Yeah. Sap. Oh, okay. App okay. in the word. Yeah. That was easy. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very I took, good. Da- I okay. took down those two playing. Mm. Nice. nice. <laughs> okay. Behemoth. The fact that you said that so fast, like what? Yeah, I know. Yeah, Sorry. you did. If you he really would have did. asked me, in, in, in fairness, <laughs> I'm I'm well enough to be this honest. If I didn't know app was in the question, and he said where are the 72 Winter Olympics, I would have had no idea. Yeah, That's, honestly, that I'm was the honest. clue. Yeah, yeah I would have. Yeah, you know what? I, I I'd had to think about. It. I don't know if I would have come up with it either. <laughs> okay, history. History. In which U.S. state did Mormon Brigham Young? <laughs> 
found a university in 1875. Utah. Yeah. That was easy. Music. Menlo! I write the songs that make the whole <laughs> world sing. Courage to come out recently, in case you were wondering. Yeah, the dainty Who do? I love him. That's my guy. (laughs) What musician wrote in his 2001 autobiography, I was soon to find out that having a long tongue came in handy with the girls. It's the kiss guy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Who did he marry? Shannon Tweed. Uh, Shannon Tweed. Very nice. The queen queen of Skinamax. She was. Late, right. late, listen, kids, you G Zeners, uh, Gen Zers, you should not be so easy to get mm, <laughs> <laughs> material, and, if you know what I'm saying. Again, my age. And by the way, she was also 1982 Playmate of the Year. Darn right she was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Solomon wrote the Proverbs and David wrote the Psalms. Take it, Barry! Hmm. I've been alive forever And I wrote the very first song Ruining songs day after day (laughs) I put the words and the melodies together I am music and I write the songs Take it, Jeff! I hate this song. (laughs) This is the worst music. There was this, again, this predated Adele of suicide music. Oh, you so want to end your life, put on some Manilow, drive to the top of the bridge, and say sweet goodbye. It's terrible. You're an awful human. Gosh, you know, you look at him now, it looks like a taxidermist did his work, you know? <laughs> Dang. It's, a it's all harsh. that makeup, man. You put on all that foundation. It looks yeah. a little, uh-huh. I don't like you guys ripping it's on. It's 100% Barry. full on full on facial makeup. That's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, uh, 70s TV characters. Oh, oh come on. Okay, actually, it's one character I just want. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, and the year is 1978. Okay. okay. All right. You're going to get I just it. recently learned that Chris Pine's dad was the was like the, the captain on Larry Chips. Pine, yeah, from Chips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How about that? Yeah. And by the way, once you know, he looks just like him. Just like him. As a young, as a young mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, um, Venus flytrap. Yeah. Okay. WKRP in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. See, I told you you guys would get that. That's an easy. (laughs) Nobody told me turkeys couldn't fly. Still the greatest. (laughs) That's still a classic. Oh my gosh. I watched that. I watched that. Yeah. It was so funny. God, that was funny. (laughs) Extra credit. Okay. (laughs) Who was that reporter? Who was the reporter? Les Les Nesman. I mean, come on. Les Nesman. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That is correct. <laughs> More extra credit. Baby, if you ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me, I'm living on the air in Cincinnati, Cincinnati WKRP. I've always wished that my straying right in front of Mrs. P after a lovely night at the local theater had involved making out with Lonnie Anderson rather than Morgan Fairchild, yeah, but you take what you can get. Yeah. I interviewed Lonnie really? Anderson. One of the great moments of my career. Dead or alive, Lonnie Did Anderson. Did you really? Yeah, I saw her. We went was out. She, nice? to, she was very nice. We went out to uh, FSU football practice in California. They were playing in the pigskin preview or something with 
against BYU. 90, that's like 91. Yeah, and Bert and Lonnie were there. Oh, Lonnie's nice. a young lady at that point. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Stunning. She was strong. She was strong. strong. One of the funniest lines I've always liked, you know, I always liked Burt Reynolds. When Burt Reynolds won an Emmy for, remember that series, Evening Shade, which oh. was not a bad show. Sure. He, yeah. Anyway, so he won the Emmy. And he and he points to he's looking at his at his toupee and he said he goes this thing is so good it has dandruff I just thought that was classic. So. Uh, Seventy eight <laughs> years old, Lonnie's still with us now. She has done what so many of you beautiful women does. She's butchered up her face and pluffed up oh, her yeah. cheeks and her lips. She looks ridiculous. <clears throat> Why yeah. do you do it, you seventy year old? Just stop. Great age gracefully, man. You're beautiful people. Oh, you boy. just turned yourself. What are you doing, Lonnie? Oh. Seventy eight, married yeah. to Bob Flick. Bob Flick married in two thousand eight. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Oh, what's your favorite category? Presidents. Yes. Okay. Mm. Who was the president of the United States mm. when the calendar changed from the 1990s to the 2000s? As in January 1st, 2000. So, uh, hold on. Let's just go 88. Uh, Bill? Uh, Bill, yeah. Clinton? No, hold on. No? Bill came in 92... Bush. Yeah, no, he, well, he had been, Bush had been voted in. He hadn't been, he hadn't been, what's it called when you do the. Inaugurated. Yeah. Inaugurated. Yeah. So this is a, it's a chicken feathers question. It is really it? is because oh, do no, you no, go, no, no. you go by, was he elected or was he inaugurated? So who was question, the right. president? That's no, a cloud who question. Who was then the it, actual then, president? Then it's, Bill. Bill. then it's Clinton. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Don't like the question. Trying to be <laughs> sneaky. Yeah. Trying to be sneaky. But he was also a two-termer too. Who? Clinton. Yeah. I understand started that. like in 90. Oh, I get that. Yeah, he, won in, he won in 92. No, and you're missing in, my point. Uh, when, you, when you put it on the yeah. year where they've already had the election, it's easy <clears> to think <throat> rationally and educationally that he's now the president. Yeah, we hadn't taken office. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Don't like no. it. Right. Clown question, okay. right? I, I'm, being, uh, I'm just being argumentative. Let's get a couple more in here. Okay. Let's do your audio clip. Let's do it. Which, which was from today, this Wonderful. morning. Good. Don't turn around. Uh oh. Give me Ron Jeremy vibes. <laughs> hey! Hey! Okay, stop hey! it. Go ahead and stop it, E. Okay, go ahead and stop it. Okay, so I need either the name of the song and or the. It's Der Commissar, the isn't it? Isn't that the name of that? Der Commissar, yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. So you got it. So you got one. Can you tell me who the group was? They were kind of one of those one-hit wonders. For yeah. sure. I can't. Give me the. Uh, give me a okay. clue. It's three words. I don't think you'll get it unless you get it right away. Uh-uh. What is it? After the fire. After the fire? Does, yeah. Does that sound remotely familiar at no. all? No. Okay. All right. Well, you got the song, though. So yeah. that's it. That's pretty distinctive. So, mm-hmm. okay. Good job. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Crime. Doesn't pay. Does not no. pay. <clears throat> what was the name of the other victim besides Nicole Brown Simpson in the 1994 O.J. Simpson murder trial? Ron Goldman. Correct. That was easy. Let's, mm-hmm. let's give you another music. Hello! Got a single blue question. Sad. It hurts. No. No. That's right. What band's 1969 debut album 
shows the Hindenburg disaster on the front cover. It's Time Magazine. What's what? No, band. Oh, oh, oh that's band? Uh, Led Zeppelin. Ah. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Very good. Either that or Fog Hat. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Food. Glorious. A staple of low country cuisine, cooter stew features what type of reptile as its protein? A low country boil, right? Isn't that, isn't that, uh, that's usually, that's usually like mix. shrimp and cray. Doesn't cooter like make, make you think of an alligator though or something? Well, it doesn't make, I don't know what else it could be but an alligator. Because yeah. it's a reptile. I mean, yeah. unless it's, that's what I would Yeah, guess. and it's, it's a gator, but I don't know why it's cooter. I never heard that before. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah, we'll go gator. Gator. Turtle. Huh. Oh. Makes sense. Makes oh. sense. Mm. Time for one more, Johnny. Yeah, we're not going out like that. No. Heck okay. No. History. History. Who was put on trial in 1925 in Tennessee for teaching the theory of evolution? Yeah. That's, that's a Scopes, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Scopes yeah. is correct. Okay. All right, Johnny. Appreciate right. you, Johnny. Good job. You made a good recovery, guys. Yeah, yeah. we did all right. Thank you, John. Appreciate don't, you don't as always. Us. Have a great day. We'll <laughs> see you. Yeah, we just, I, feel, I feel patronized. So we'll head off to break. <laughs> uh, we'll come back with a 10-minute drill. We have the Lockett High School report. Going to visit with some local high schoolers. Uh, the Murphy Power Hour uh, is back on schedule today at 9 o'clock. So we'll talk to Daniel. Look, Daniel knows about the business of these pro sports. Oh, he does. There's a lot of similarities between football and, and, and baseball and decisions that are made in the offseason and how to judge the guys that are making the decisions. So mm-hmm. we'll have interest. And conversations with him as well. You are listening to the drill. It's a Beatros Plumbing Wednesday. Hit it. Yeah. All right, we got some sports concepts and rationalizations coming your way. We call it the 10 minute drill. E, do we have some razzle dazzle to give away at the end of the drill? Yeah, at the end of the drill, mm-hmm. we got mm-hmm. a little razzle dazzle. We got a one year membership to the YMCA of Florida's first coast, valid for a household up to two. Visit fcymca.org for more information. All right, we also need to clean up some. Um, Stuff from 2023 as we now move into 2024. That is simply that we had a contest, Match Wits with Molly. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, And, and, uh, oh, it was brought to you by my bookie. Thank you. Yeah. And the winner Mm -hmm. gets a foursome at at the stadium stadium course. And I, just to be due diligence, Mm -hmm. went out to the stadium on Friday. I got to, got invited out, trust me, (laughs) to play this, play the stadium course. And I can confirm. It's in pretty good shape. Yeah, it is in good shape. <laughs> it's awesome. I don't know when they're closing. What it, an so awesome place! Man. It is nice. Golly, it's so and if fun. you get there on a good day, it's it's yeah. it's a little bit of heaven. Uh, but anyway, so we we want to have the drawing. What happened is all season long, we had Guggen's call in to match wits with Molly, and if you beat Molly, you get two entries. If you lost to Molly, you still got an entry. And so we are now going to bring Molly in. She has done the drawing. Well, she's, got she's the, in the process of doing the drawing, and she's going to tell us who the winner is. I think we can talk a little. There, don't rush them. I, yeah. Make sure it's buttoned up yeah, right. Do it legit. Just make yeah, take double rush. check that the twos have twos and ones yeah. have ones because they're rushing in there scrambling. No, no. And I've got some concepts yeah. and rationalizations yeah, before I we do. Too. We'll do it at the end of the thing. Yeah. But I was looking at the just to prove a point about everybody talked about college football and Florida's difficult schedule. There. Records, their opponents' records, 106 and 50. Okay. All right. Uh, Alabama's got the second toughest in terms of their records from last year. Now, again, this, lot, this is just one factor, not there are others. Alabama, 97 and 58. 
Poor Vanderbilt's got the third toughest schedule. That's just not fair. Just by record alone. Now, by are you changing alone. your mind because you've spent a lot of you've spent some time this offseason saying the schedule that they say is so daunting shouldn't be or isn't. Oh so no, daunting. no, 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 no. I, I, I you still stand I, by that. Yeah, if you're a great team, it's, it would be yeah, fun. Even a good team. If you're, I guess the way to describe Florida's schedule, yeah. if Billy Napier had a, a nine-win program, he, they this this schedule you could win nine. That's the point. I mean, you shouldn't be, listen. You should never be a six-win team at Florida. Listen, ever. you play Miami at home. You should win it. You play, no disrespect to Miami. Well, in a different era, no, you shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, um, I get it. No, you should. Florida shouldn't be, you, I don't think we can say you should win it about anyone. They've lost to any and all comers. If all you levels. were a great team going yeah, into the, a good, a good team. team, you would yeah. beat Miami. You would beat okay. Sanford. You would beat Texas A&M, who's yeah. going through a coaching change. You would go win at Mississippi State. You'd beat UCF. You'd be 5-0. and Yeah. Then you'd go to Tennessee, who would eh, be a tough game, okay? Beat them more then than you'd play Kentucky them. at home, and you would win that game. Then you play Georgia. You're not going to, in all likelihood, win that game. Then you go to Texas, also a very good team. But then, you you know what? You nut up. You get LSU and Ole Miss at home. You know, you got to win at least one of those, maybe two. And FSU, we'll see. So, I mean, again, that's eight. That's seven, that's seven, eight, nine. Right. If you're a good team, if you're a great team, you don't flinch it. If you're no, well, Alabama you, or Georgia, you're going good. eleven and one against. Yeah, that. you don't flinch at any hard. of these. You say, "Oh, we'll go up to Tennessee and whoop. We'll go uh, to Texas and win." I mean, you're not flinching, but you're not even We're so far away. There, man. you're yeah. irrelevant so, so, at so, this so point. Far away. But anyway, and so teams with the um, what's the latest on? Is there any movement towards an OC? No. I mean, what are we doing? I don't know that he's getting one. Wow. I don't know. I did look at. Um, this is interesting. And I did look at this yesterday. Oh, let me also button this up by telling you that the um, easiest next year, as I told you, is Missouri by far. Yeah. 65 and 84. Yeah. Tennessee has the second easiest well, by I record. I would hope that the 12-team committee would be willing to take an SEC team that's played a tougher schedule and has played better and has better players with two more losses than Missouri. Oh. I hope that's what the playoffs bring. Because the playoffs are still going to bring some subjective. One of the things that we've been talking about and that it's important for Billy Napes. And I don't understand how this really works, to be honest with you, but I did look at a transfer portal school rankings. Okay. Like who's done well, where they ranked. Yeah. Um, Ole Miss is the number one. Was it Florida 40th? I thought the one you looked at. I I haven't looked at any until yesterday, but I was curious. What did it say though? You're getting to that. I'm going to get to that. Okay. Ole Miss was first. Texas A&M was second. Now Texas A&M has 21 Commits. Well, they so also they, lost a bunch. They lost some good players. They hit it hard. Cop- when they do your transfer portal, do they also factor in what you've lost, or are they only factoring in what you brought great in? Question. I think it's only what you've brought in. Yeah, I do in. too. So that Texas A and M, that's kind of that's not accurate, right? Because they lost like five star big time players. I think that's fair, but they've brought they've done well getting players in the portal. So Ole Miss, A and M, Colorado again, Louisville, but there's Florida State with nine commits. Yeah, they came back. They've come back strong. So I'm like, but that's oh. basically based off the quarterback, though. Well, and that's why, because they have six four-stars and three three-stars. And again, my point about the four-stars and three-stars, it doesn't matter anymore well, if you're a junior or senior. Right. You're a different player. Correct. You're either really you good. You it, fulfilled it or you didn't. In most cases, with these didn't guys, because, they didn't. Yeah. Or they did on a team that went bad and like, like right. ETN. Right. ETN's a right. legit four-star going to Georgia. Right. It's not his fault that he, you know. But anyway, so, and then Missouri SC. So I keep going down the list. I'm looking for the gate. Is they're 32nd. They have eight commits, two four star, and it says two and five, which is seven. So I don't know who the eighth one is, or he's not a five four or three. He's just some guy. Could be the the the, 
the QB, they just, I don't know. Anyway, they have eight commits, and they're 32nd. But I also look down at the bottom here, and there's 50th. There's Alabama, who has three commits in the board. Because you don't need them. They don't need them. Um, Ohio State got the running back from Ole Miss. Oh, they did? Mm -hmm. Went there? Yeah. So, so I guess the old, he's going to go into the portal, but he may stay. Didn't didn't pan out. No. Ohio State has watched Michigan employ two or three running backs who can go for a 200 every week, and I think they've decided, yeah, we could use one of those. So Ohio State's 43rd, Texas is 44th, and Alabama's 50th. So and, and you know what? If I were one of those teams, all of whom went to the playoffs or just missed, I wouldn't give a rip what my transfer portal ranking was either. Georgia has five commits, and they're 27th. It's ETN. Uh, from Florida, it's Michael Jackson the third, who's a wide receiver from looks like USC. It's Xavier McLeod from South Carolina. London Humphreys, a wide receiver from Vandy. They have 19 outgoing. So, and they also got Colby Young from the U, who's a wide receiver. So that's who George added to their. I think a lot arsenal. of times we go. I don't. I mean, sometimes they prove you wrong, but I like FSU is happy to get his. Malik Benson, something Benson yeah. from Alabama. Yes, they're crowing about him. The they dude got, that they got played Alabama. He had right. thirteen catches. Well, that gets you excited. Well, they got two receivers. They got a kid from LSU and a kid from Alabama. But you know the LSU kid was behind. So well, you're behind Malik Neighbors yeah. and the Thomas kid. You're not going to play a ton. So yeah, but at Bama, there's no excuse. I'd have to if ask you're LSU a playmaker Jerry. at Bama. You could have emerged into some some time. I also noticed Alabama purged their running backs Did because they, they like their younger guys better. So they told the older guys, "Hey, you're not going to play." So the McClellan kid and the other kid, Williams, I think his name, Roydell Williams, they all went as well. So that's and, what's happening. Those teams are so good, so loaded. So they refresh with five stars every year. It doesn't matter. They're fine. That's what Florida used to do. Mm -hmm. Florida used to have a top five recruiting class. Even with Spurrier, didn't like to recruit. Top five every year. Give a top five recruiting class to one of the top ten coaches. They're going to be awesome every single year. Yeah. There's never going to be a down year. But if you're 30... Second in the portal, and you're fifteenth, tenth, or fifteenth, or whatever in the. And if you, and by honest measurement, if you rank the fourteen or sixteen coaches in your conference, and you slate come up twelfth to sixteenth, you're in trouble. But I mean, to, so far it's 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 been the biggest disappointment of my Gator fandom. What's that? This this hire and how uh, it's played out. What you thought, what you hoped, what you wondered. It's. I can. There's nothing in Gator you, sports history I do to think me there's a bit of, that rivals this because I, I I just can't help but think that another losing season's coming this year, and then it's either you got to fire a guy for three years, or man, it'll just be a tornado of discontent. Yeah, I do think that there's a bit of unfairness for coming from you and others who who say something like that without fully understanding how what kind of shape the program was well, in. I mean, like I, you expect the click of the finger and boom. No, I, I don't, Dan. Sure here, you do. here's, here's, that's fine, but no, and maybe some coaches can't do is, that. And, and here's, here's what bothers me about that representation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cause I do understand. I also understand that Florida came off about three or four years in a row with 10 to 15 scholarships, never got past six and five. And Steve Spurrier went nine and two, you know, 10 and one like that. Well, Steve Spurrier had a really good team in 1990 when he came, when he came in there, he will it's tell correct. you that. Well, he had a senior-laden team. He had a I, lot of good players. I know what you're saying. It's yeah. easy to say that after he wins with them, but they weren't all that good the three years previous when they're going well, six no. and five every to year. To his credit, he got he it. lost him at Smith, the best player on the team, and, and came in and went nine and he two. He also had a quarterback. He found a quarterback. But he was fifth. That's my point. Billy Napier's not doing that. It would be as if Steve Spurrier took over, took Jack Miller, and he won the. That's my point. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, this is not the worst. It's well, guess not what? fair. Guess what? Now you're comparing. You want him to be Steve Spurrier. He ain't Steve Spurrier. Well, 
Hick, no, I don't want him to get a total pass of this. Things were so bad he had no chance. Yeah. We've been in and had a chance to win eight games both years. Easy. Yeah. No, it's not. I'm not writing off where – I'm not writing off they couldn't be a national champion. I'm not saying that. I'm writing off the fact that we're winning less than 500 – you know, playing less than 500 football in games that should be won. That's Fiji, all. Fijian Bartley, Mike Brandon, Brad Culpepper, Richard re- Fain, Monty Groh, you know Darren Mickle, Carlton Miles, Jerry Odom, Tim Pock, Huey Richardson, Del Spear, Will White. I mean, that's a loaded Okay, here's defense. the deal. Here's with all due respect, I had the Gator beat then. Yeah. Those guys were all on the team in eight in, in 89, Dan. Yeah. And they went six and five. So yeah. that's coaching. Why are you yelling at me? Because I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at the the, 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 the Why is he yelling at me? The concept of it. <laughs> If I would have gone to you in 87, (laughs) 88, or 89 and presented you with those players, Uh it wouldn't have wowed you. I got first-round picks here. I got guys who played in the NFL a long time. After Spurrier got him, Dan, none of those guys were in your – Emmitt Smith was the only player Florida had. They grew into their roles as they become juniors and seniors. Players get better. Yeah. Uh, Molly, are you ready? All right, Molly has drawn – Oh, okay, perfect. She's got it all fixed here. Come on in here. Sit down here. This is Sweet Molly, Matchwitz with Molly fame. She was an abject disaster in the picking. Is that fair to say? That was fair. Okay. Yes. I don't mean in a mean way. It's okay. You gave a lot of people. You live and you learn. You yeah, you gave a lot of people two away. opportunities right. is what I'm saying. Exactly. Now, uh, um, you have given, you, you've put all the names in the, into the bucket. Yes. Okay. Yes. And you're going to reach in and draw the winner right now? Correct. Okay. So without further ado, these are all the people who got... Two votes or two entries because they beat you, or one entry if you if you beat them. Most of them got two, if I remember correctly. Most, uh, but not all. Not all. And and uh, who's this thanks to? E my bookie. My bookie. Shout out my bookie. And uh, and also we are giving away a foursome to the stadium course, which is wonderful. Okay, so without further ado, drum roll, please. Thank you. Twenty three year old Molly McDonald, recent birthday. Happy birthday, Molly. Okay, week six. Uh huh. Who's our winner? She's looking at her information. Bobby Schman, I think is how you pronounce that. Give yeah. me the name. You want to pronounce it? Oh, here, I'm going to give you some broadcasting tip here. Okay. It doesn't matter what their name is. Just say it with confidence. <laughs> yep. Okay. So that's all you do. So you look down here, and you go, Bobby Buckman, Bobby Buckman, you are a winner, my man. You and three. You, me, Jeff, uh, and me, and E are going to the stadium course, Bobby. Congratulations! Now we will we have his number right here. Mm-hmm. We will contact Bobby Buckman, and he will get a force up to the stadium course. Or, uh-huh. tell me if I'm wrong here, Jeff. Is this a ruse, kind of like semi-pro, and we're giving him a big check? No, he's really and, going to the so stadium course. So when he course, calls yeah. the stadium course they, yeah. and says, "Hey, I want to force him," yeah. they're going to go. Yeah. Yeah, right. sure. Sure, right. Come on out. We're not sending him to, like, some local high school baseball stadium Are you sure? for some mini golf. He's this... really going to the TPC Sawgrass Stadium course okay. where he where the this best in the, the world. not big check. No. Cruise. It's a real one. Okay. Well, that's well done. Thank you, Molly. You're what did welcome. you do for your birthday, your 23rd birthday? Um, I just, I had some friends come into town. Friends in the town. Yeah, I did some dinner. Dinner. Nice. Yeah, All right. Run. All right. All right. That's uh, sweet Molly one time. A student of the adjunct professors making her way in the broadcast industry. We'll take a break. We've got more coming up. This what is the drill. Proud success stories oh, heck yeah. in bloom. Oh, right here, blooming. Oh, 
Uh, be kind, be courteous, be correct. We'll give away even now. What are we giving away, Razzle Dazzle oh, Man? Yeah, yeah, we're giving a one-year membership to oh. the YMCA Florida's First Coast. Valid for up to young a household of two. There's Visit org for more information. What was the name of our winner? I got a text on the text line. Who was it again? It Bobby. was uh, Bobby Buckman. Bobby B? Bobby B. B. Bobby B. How do you spell his last name? You got it right there? B-U-C-H-M-A-N-N. I looked at it. I said it confidently. That's what sportscasters do. That was an easy one. I'm just I'm And I got his phone number, too. I wish I had an ask. She, had a, she needed help with that one? We're going to be, yeah, she did. We're going to be contacting uh, Bobby and letting him know you don't have to be present to win. Bobby, you have three minutes to call or we're moving on. Just kidding. Uh, the NFL playoffs start this weekend. I'm slowly now emerging from this funk I'm in where I didn't want to watch the playoffs to being, okay, I got Good football. I gotta. I gotta see what's gonna go on. I think we got a chance for some, some upsets this weekend. I think in the end, it's. It's you funny know, you say that. They it looks yeah. easy to me. Does it? I think like the Rams could beat the Lions. I think the Bucks could beat the Eagles. I think the Texans could beat the Browns. I think the Eagles could lose to the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I think the Browns have the number one defense in the NFL facing a rookie quarterback, and even on the road. Mm-hmm. I think I would lean Browns there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I had a little bit of disagreement there. Mm-hmm. I, uh, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh can't play with no without with Buffalo so. without T.J. Watt. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. Um, I don't think Miami's going to beat Kansas City there to beat up, and they're t- and they can't beat good teams. So uh, they could be at full strength and they would lose to Kansas City. It's what Miami does, right? Yeah. It's, it's winter time. It's time to cut up the fillets and put them in the freezer. There, there's also what happens, the, Miami, about, by the way, Miami, let's don't forget, uh, it's been so long since they've been any good yeah. that when they were good, both they and Tampa could never win a game if it was under 40 degrees. Remember I that? See, I see. I think there are four possible upsets. By the way, it might be one of now, the coldest games. When you say games. upset, do you mean like the, the underdog wins the game or upset by the point spread? Are the you Eagles, see what I'm saying? Are the Bucks underdogs to Philly? Yes. Okay. Are the Rams that, underdogs to Detroit? I, yeah, I, I wasn't challenging you. I was asking. Oh, I'm saying the underdog. Yeah, the Rams are three point yeah. dogs, and the and the no Philly's the favorite. Yeah, so the Philly's right. the favorite. Yeah, I the think three. Tampa can be Philly. Yeah, who's favorite in Cleveland, Houston? Uh, Cleveland, I think. Are they? Yeah, Cleveland, two and a half point favorites. Who's favorite in Green Bay, Dallas? Oh, uh, uh, Dallas by yeah. seven and a half. It's a little pressure on Dallas. Dallas you know? is going to beat the hell out of Green Bay, man. Yeah, I think you're probably they're right. really good at home. You know, know, if this game was in Green Bay, I could see Dallas losing. What's the line on it? Seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't touch it, but I think they cover that. What is the most, which one would you say is the biggest slam dunk win? Buffalo? Yeah. All the, nah, I don't, nah, no. Dallas? Here's why I'm not going to say Buffalo. Because mm-hmm. the Bills, they tend they're to, not afraid to yeah. play down, mm-hmm. and the Steelers are, are a team that out of nowhere will beat the best team in the league. Yeah. I so, agree. so I, even though that's the biggest point spread at 10 and a half, or 10 now, that's not the one I host. I think, what, so you're asking me for a guarantee, huh? Yeah, I want to guarantee winner. I don't even care about Man, when you spread. say it like this, and yeah, the upsets seem to come back into play a little bit more, mm-hmm. at least in your mind. I, yeah. I think the Cowboys at home over the Packers. The Packers are a 9-8 football team. I know everyone's got, you know, Buddy Love fever right now. Jordan Love's had a great year. But this defense and this atmosphere and this, yeah, no. Which reunion is more intriguing to you? McCarthy against the Cowboys? Mm-hmm. Um, Goff and Stafford against each you other? McCarthy against the Packers. Yeah. With the Cowboys against yeah. the Packers. Yeah. Goff and Stafford against each other, traded for each other, or Tyreek Hill returning to Kansas City? Uh, the middle one. I the think two Goff, quarterbacks? Yeah. I think that's the Each best. Each made their team better. Yeah, I like Usually it. Usually doesn't happen that way. I like it. By the way, Saturday night, 
Kansas City, Missouri. Might be one of the coldest games in NFL history. Two degrees. Wow. I yeah, mean, the t- catch, that, catch that on Peacock too, by the way. Yeah, catch it on Peacock. Right. I know you said that's just how it's going. That is so weak sauce. That's yeah. the Super Bowl champion, and you're not letting yeah. Middle America watch them. Yeah. You know how many people don't even – I mean, I know it's 2024, and we live in a big metropolitan I'm area. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got a new uh, forecast. Sunday the 14th, that's this Sunday. Uh-huh. The high, minus 2. Wow. Oh low, minus 12. Wow. Oh, goodness. <laughs> sorry, that, Miami. Wow. Oh, well, you know what? I think that helps Miami because they're, they're the better runner. They can run the ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, you think our guys drop balls? The Chiefs had the most drop passes in the league. Patrick Mahomes' receivers were the worst in the league at catching the ball and throwing to him. Now you're going to throw him an ice-cold rock? It's expected to be around zero degrees with a low of minus nine. Especially with a night game. Wow. Um, the first it's, game that comes to mind is the ice ball yeah. when you think about the cold games. That and was the pack Cincinnati and the Cowboys and in the, the Chargers 60s. played one in like the early 80s. They did. They did. And then the... The, the Giants, Tom Coughlin's frozen face game. The Seahawks and Vikings... Had a wind chill of minus 25. I don't remember. Just a few years ago? 2016. That's yeah. the one they missed the field. They right? played Blair at the Walsh. University of Minnesota. Yeah. Blair Walsh missed field the field goal. Yeah. Yeah. Coldest game in Arrowhead, 1983.5 degrees at kickoff. Chiefs coldest home playoff game, 11 degrees. So that should break that record. It was really cold for the Jacks Chiefs game last year, wasn't little, it? A little chilly down in Miami Saturday night, 64. Were you in Kansas City last year? Yes. Wasn't it freezing for the Jacks game? It was cold. But like 20s cold, not not. It snowed right before the game. Yeah. It was snowing. That Minnesota uh, Seahawks game, Cliff said it was like playing playing on concrete, basically. Yeah. Just playing on concrete. Only four games in NFL history have had I do below. think that, believe it or not, even though Miami is terrible in cold weather traditionally, because they're the team that runs the ball better, they might be okay. It might be an advantage. I don't know. It's going to be hard to throw it at zero degrees, man. Only four games in NFL history have had below zero kickoff temperatures, a 67 ice bowl. Uh, the 82 Freezer Bowl in Cincinnati, 2016 Wild Card Game in my in Minnesota, and the 08 NFC Championship in Green Bay was minus one. Well, we nailed all four. TC stick out face. in your mind. And this one's going to be like that. What's the coldest game you've ever been to? The Cincinnati regular season game? Yes. I was so cold. And I was on the sidelines then. It was so. cold when the Jags went to New England mm-hmm. for the playoff game, that night game. That was cold. I was in the 20s probably. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'll tell you, by, because of where it falls on the schedule and how so out of season it uh, temperature-wise it was, I'm not sure I've been much colder. Florida-Georgia played a game in the early 90s on Halloween, and the high that day was like 31 degrees. It was yeah. just stupid cold that day. I'll beat that Florida-Iowa Gator yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I remember that one. Woo! I wasn't in school yet, but I remember that That was one. in the early 80s, 83, I think. It was another famous game that night. Um, that I don't know. Yeah. My, I'm pretty sure that's the same night Miami and the fumble Ruski I just against remember, Nebraska. I just remember I couldn't find the car after, which made it worse. <laughs> Jeff, how do you remember? Like, because I, I, I remember all my – I, I can tell you exactly how or why I remember. Yeah. And I, I could be wrong. I could be be mistaken it with a trip that I made. When I, I'm – that's I'm like a junior in high school, I think, and I'm visiting a, in Gainesville – um, and I can while I'm there and thinking about going to the University of Florida, I notice Florida is on playing in the Gator Bowl, and then I can remember though why. But I don't think was the Gator Bowl New Year's Day game. That's probably the same trip, but not the same day. Definitely the same year. That game was the same year that Miami beat Nebraska or Nebraska. Who did what? Miami beat Nebraska. December thirtieth, nineteen eighty three, was the Gator Bowl game, and so it was the next. It was two days later. Tenth ranked Iowa against eleventh ranked, Florida. and then so the Miami uh, uh, Nebraska game, the yeah. Fumble Ruski game. Yeah, I don't. Is that the same year? 
I don't know. I'm just looking at this one. I remember 14 to six. I remember uh, Chuck Long was the Heisman Trophy runner-up. Tony Lilly won the MVP for the Gators. Uh, you know what the attendance was for Florida Iowa? You want you want to hear the attendance in 1983 E for Florida yeah. Iowa? Yeah, the, the Orange Bowl was two days later. Yeah, 1984 Orange Bowl, Fumble Ruski, a part of the uh, Miami. Eighty-one thousand people came to that Woo! game. Whoa, whoa! It was yeah. different back then. It mattered. Then here's it mattered. a couple it of things. A couple of things too. Back then, especially, you never stepped outside of your conference hardly. Right, so it was fun. It, like your non-conference games, you you welcomed in Samford or Georgia Tech or somebody close by that you could play at home that wouldn't that you wouldn't have to return. So you got really got a chance to. And by the way, when the how many bowl? You know what? This will be this will be interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many bowl games were there in in 1984? No, that's a good like question. like you know or 1983. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were 16 bowl games. E. What is there now? Is it? Oh man, are we up to 50, 40 something? It's a lot. It's, a lot, it's a lot. in that area. 16. Wow. Yeah. So it, it definitely meant something to make it into a bowl game. 100%. Sure it did. And go back just another, like, I'm going to give you, okay, bowl games in 19. Let's just even go 77. Uh, there were 13. I'll show you the importance of bowl. Okay. You, you say, well, Florida was in that game. So it's cr- the next year is Oklahoma State, South Carolina, 82,000. Well, the Gator Bowl was, again, when there's only 13, it feels special to go. You, Every game You really and your matter. fan base, you head down there, yeah, right? There's, yeah. there's a payoff. Yeah. So, all right, let's take a break. We'll keep it rolling. This is The Drill on 1010XL 92.5 FM. we got the Lock and Law High School Report coming up. We also have the Murphy Power Hour. It's all ahead on a hump day Wednesday. All right, welcome back to the uh, program. This is The Drill. Talking a little about the NFL playoffs. Certainly something to look forward playoffs. to. We won't be a part of it, unfortunately. I talked about the Jags' inability to run the football, and that stands out to me as much as anything when you look at the numbers. I mean, again, you had you had the backup running. I would challenge people, and it's, I'm sure it's out there. Again, we follow our team. We don't follow other teams. But you start looking at other teams, and their, sec, their backup running back had under 200 yards rushing? Are you kidding me? For Ohio State? For Jacksonville. Oh. Oh, yeah. How did you get Ohio State? Uh, you were talking about the kid going to Ohio State. Oh. And I was just talked to Ohio State. I don't know why. For example, Latavius Murray was the Bills' second leading rusher. He had 300 yards. And they well, again, well. again, that's why I said I'm not going to. I'm not no, gonna, that's Leonard. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to just at least, like, you know, and I, I can't. There's certain parts of our job, Hick, you know, where you, yeah. when it comes to livelihoods and decisions and criticisms of people smarter and in different tax brackets, you tend to hold back or speak in cliches, and I'm just not going to do it. Desperately want them to get a new GM. Like Raheem Mostert, A-Chan, and then Jeff Wilson Jr. is better than anybody we would have had here. I go yeah. Ahmed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got four that are better than our backup. Yeah. But again, I think some of this is offensive line. It's the coordinator. Oh, it's the sure. play calling. Dearness Johnson was a lot better at Cleveland than he is here. Yeah. yeah. And he would make a play every now and then. I mean, really, Jamichael Hasey. Uh, I mean, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Hasey made more plays last year than anybody did this year. Yeah. Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, 1,035, 784. I mean, those are the kinds of – that's what I'm talking about, though, when I look at the – Didn't help that it seemed like they lost total confidence in Bigsby early. 
He was fumbling. Remember, well, he had deserve, all those dumb he, plays. He made them lose confidence. 100%. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying. But that keeps the yardage total down. Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt, Pierre Strong, and Nick Chubb. Right. You know? Of course. Yeah. Go anywhere. That's what I'm doing. I think we have the... I'd, I'd bet without seeing we have the lowest second leading rusher. And it's not like, by the way, ETN went for 16 bills. Right. Barely cracked a 1,000. Right. And, and it's worth noting... Divide Zach th- Moss, Jonathan Taylor. Divide 1,000 by 17, Dan. Yeah. About 58 yards a game. That's nothing special. Like the Colts needed this kid, Trey Sermon. You remember him. Trey Sermon had, had to come up for like a game. And, and he did. He averaged 4-6 a carry, 35 for 160. He's their third running back, though. Oh, their third Hunter, running back. Again, when, when we really get down to cases here, you, just, you realize there's a lot of areas here. Right. But I think it's all, most so much what we talk about, other than the brick-handed receivers that, again, if you saw that video, I, he said it to me, I watched it. That's deplorable, man. Yeah. You can, we can use the excuse you can look at all the, all the teams. I, get, I don't think you can look at other teams and see what I just watched. Yeah. That's gross. I don't know. It's a great, uh, you much know. What we're talking about, and did you put it on 1010XL? Can we forward? No, I can. Yeah, they did, somebody it. put together a video of the, like, <laughs> these are just touchdown passes, by the way. Correct. Never mind crossing routes. The passes that hit receivers in the hands are, at the very least, quote, should have been caught. It's yeah. egregious. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, so that was a part of it. Yeah. You can't run the ball, and you drop too many drops. We need to bring Derrick Henry home. not very good. Don't know how much Henry's going to cost, but that is just uh, that seems to make way too much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Right, just put him right there. Henry's, I mean, Derrick Henry was playing at Alabama in 2016. I know he's 30, but he's not, like, 40. He's second in the league in rushing. Yeah, I mean, he's good enough to be a 700-yard rusher. That's what we need. Yeah. I'm watching that video again. It's, man, it's, it's disgusting, man. Majority- These aren't like, we're not asking guys to make fingertip one-handed grabs. These are professional receivers. It makes me really double down on my opinion that our receiving core is average at best, and that's all of them. Mm. But it's an ugly piece of video, and he's going to put it on 1010XL. Yeah, How many are there? Did anyone actually count him? It was like 8, 3, 1, 1, 1, uh, 11. I think it was 15. 15 touchdown passes dropped by Jaguars. And again, Hicken's not talking about diving grabs with no. toe drags. But I'm also not talking about that. All, every no, one of them are gonna get they didn't all hit him in the belly, of course. But that's, Again, if you had seven or eight of them, then you're at 29-30, and it's a different game. For sure. And, for sure. And, and, and by the way, a lot of those times, those drops would be. Help the team. <laughs> well, then we go to fourth down, we don't make it, or we kick a field goal or whatever, right. and we end up losing the game. So that, from the offensive side of the ball, that was frustrating as well. So, I mean, there's, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of, there's so much that goes involved and so much study that needs to be done and so many people that need to be talked to and so many opinions that have to be formed. And then you have to start to decide what, how do you, you know, just don't, don't make the mistake of thinking, we can get like, I we got to get another pass rusher. We gotta we gotta shore up the interior defensive line. We've got to improve the offensive line. So that's why those things to me are much more important than what you're. You start talking about receivers and such. You know, I thought Ridley played better down the stretch. We'll see what what they do with him. But there are just so many different shells to this game, and the cap comes into play and. Josh Allen obviously is going to get paid and somebody going to get franchised and how do you stay under the cap? There's a lot going on here. And 
it's hard to be confident that they're going to do all the right things. Well, they're not. With, with Trent Baalke running the show, we will have another disappointing year. He so. can't draft. He can't sign free agents properly. He keeps the wrong guys. He doubles down on them. He, he stands by his draft picks to waste another year or two years of when we should move along. It's, it's deplorable, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I'm to that point of, of defeatism when it comes to we need new eyes, bro. We need new eyes. We need a new. And that, he got a chance. I feel sorry. He's been here for four years. Got more than a chance. He was here with Caldwell before then. I did. Did Trent Balky write a, you know, a terms of endearment letter when they booted Caldwell and gave him the job? Yeah. Time to move on, man. This year, Dan was a year that we should have had a trampoline vault, and he put us backwards. He did that more than any other player or person in this organization. It's deplorable. Doubling down on Caleb on Chase on before the season starts. It looks like we have one, two, three, four, <clears throat> five, six, seven, eight picks this year. One round one. Round two, we would lose. <sighs> one in round three, two in round four, round five, round six, round seven. So, again, we'll see um, the condition of his trade with Ridley. He signs an extension. The second round pick goes there. Um, he, they've already, they're giving him a third round pick uh, no matter what. So you might as well sign him and get the second round pick, I think. But everybody has an opinion about that. So, and again, we'll see what, you know, this draft class has got to somehow get better and contribute next year. Ventrell Miller, you know, can he contribute? Tyler Lacey, can he take one of those spots on the interior line? That's why you draft those guys. I don't know that they can. But Antonio Johnson, does he move in? Yasir Abdullah never played. Is Parker Washington going to be one of your three receivers? It didn't look like it. Can you get anything out of Christian Braswell or Eric Hallett, guys that you took down there? I don't know. What Braswell what about, played some, right? What about um, – I think he went on IR. Yeah. What about uh, – and Tony mentioned him yesterday. I think they're high on the kid. And can he take one of the spots, the Cooper Hodges kid who got hurt? But, man, oh, man, if that kid – again, I'm not going to get excited about a kid who looked good in training camp ever again. Ever. But if Cooper Hodges can play, that would be that would be huge for this football team because they need a couple of these guys. They don't need – a couple of these guys are going to be gifted the opportunity to be big-time contributors just because of the cap and how you spend your money. So – it might be Cooper Hodges at one of the guard spots. It might be Tyler Lacey at one of the interior defensive line spots. It might be Ventrell Miller at the linebacker spot. You know, at some point, do you, you say no to letting good good players go, but sometimes you're forced to. Foye Aluakon may have to go, but that's why you got to draft well. That's why Devin Lloyd and Chad Muma and Ventrell Miller, two of those guys got to be good enough to play. I don't know. I don't well, know if they Muma are. didn't play all year. Yeah. I know. It's a terrible draft pick. Again, how many examples do we need? Like, Shot Khan, Tony, anybody listening? Mm -hmm. What pot? How could I? I just, I don't know how when you, when, as the GM, when you walk into your season ending meeting and you sit down with your boss across the way, I don't know what excuses uh, you can offer. I, I mean, I just don't know. It's just as clear as day that he ran us. Out of contention. All right, we'll take a break. We'll keep it going. We got the Lock and Law High School Report. We got the Murphy Power Hour. It's all coming up right here on a Hump Day Wednesday on the Drill. All right, we're back. We're talking uh, high school hoops, Lock and Law High School Report. Our buddy 
Uh, Kent Jackson, Grady Schwartz from the Episcopal Eagles are in the house today. Men, how we doing? What's up, KJ? I'm good. You good? Yes, sir, I'm what, you. what have you been? What have you been? Uh, how's the team doing? Give me a give me an update. We're good. Uh, we're. I know you're good. We're, we're, how good are we? We're 13 and two. Okay. And, um, our two losses are a team from North Carolina and then the Providence. Okay. And, um, Really, we're just looking looking forward to playing Providence again and trying to get by them. Get better. And just the, get better. Yeah. Everyone else. All right, Grady, what was your best win of the year so far? Best win What of was the, the most exciting? What one did you guys get all amped up about? Um, I think so far is our game against Bulls this past uh, Friday. Okay. Yeah, oh, was, okay. That was an exciting game. It's always fun when we play Bulls because of the rivalry, but that was probably Grady almost exciting. got dunked on when he came in here, Dan. By you? Yeah. I'm oh, gonna get you a, did? I'm going to get a rim in here just for that. Now, Grady, yeah. when you're busting your tail and humping it up and down the court, and you're in there mixing it up, and KJ crosses half court and lets one rip, what do you sit there and think? <laughs> Honestly, I love it, especially in a game like that, to see that and uh-huh. just to, like see reactions of the fans and stuff. Because yeah. you know, in practice every day, that's a normal thing to see. Right. So when he does it in game, it's pretty exciting. I like to see KJ, it. KJ, shoot or shoot, man. Don't shoot or shoot. Shoot or shoot. <laughs> shoot, shoot <laughs> TV, TV, no. I feel you. If we'd had a three-point line when I was your age, yeah. I'd have shot 50 times a game. <laughs> shoot or shoot. KJ is, I'll tell you who KJ is, just so you know, process will put it perfectly okay. for you. Teddy Dupay of, yeah. of Jacksonville in high school basketball. I can, I can register Remember that. when Teddy Dupay, Teddy Dupay, when yeah. he was at First Cape, of the logo Cape guys Coral, back in the day. Logo guy. Yeah, logo guy. Like Before he, logo was a thing. You cross, the ha- yeah. you cross midcourt and you're looking to you're Coach, looking logo shots are worse things happen to the sport in it. Everybody wants to shoot from the logo. <laughs> it's no longer hitting a three-pointer anymore. It's got to be a logo three-pointer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whether you're Caitlin Clark, Trey Young, or yeah. Episcopal. Now, Grady, you tell me about your your big man. You play inside, so do you? Are you a three point shooter as well? Oh yes, sir. I um, okay. You'll I mix let it him up. Rip. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm, I'm able to shoot. Some That's kind of the yeah. new game, though. Big image. They got to yeah. almost got to play outside. The old uh-huh. days of you know planting them on the block and letting mm-hmm. them go to work. Or mm-hmm. you got he's too many guys like they finally figured out. If I don't get out there and shoot, I'll never get the ball. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's more of a guard though, actually. Is, is he? he? Yeah, he's more of a so he's not a big man. Are you like a three? What's your position? Yeah, oh, you're sure you're not center on the team. Oh, okay. well, never mind. Talking to the mic, knucklehead. All right, so these two are seniors. Grady's going to Tampa. Yes, sir. All right, so congrats. Grady, by the Did way. Did we just have somebody in here who's going to Tampa in another sport? Does that sound familiar to you? I don't know. We may have. It does. Grady. Right, doesn't it? Grady, for, for those, those who don't know, Grady Schwartz's dad is Brian Schwartz, who played for the Jags in the oh, 90s. Great. Awesome. And he has a brother who played football at Bowls and now at the University of Minnesota. Yes, right? Right. That's right. Yeah, and he has so. another brother and another sister well, and another brother. Another sister. Yeah, he's got a whole bunch <laughs> yeah. of them. And then KJ's got three younger I brothers. I see it now, by the way. He looks just like his dad. Yeah, I would have never he known. Does. He does. Hair's a little different than yeah. right, and KJ's <laughs> going to JU. Yes, sir. Now, you, you listen, I love you. I love that. I love you. I've loved you since you were five years old. You're my guy. This recruiting stuff that you put out was driving me. I was about ready to tweet at you and say, not Do you regret off. coming in for this segment? <laughs> it was fun last year, right? Last year was fun. Everyone was nice. This Coach, am I right? Now, this, Come on. Is, the KJ roast is what uh, we're yes. doing here. Right? I know KJ. Shoot or shoot, boss. Here we go. Shoot or shoot. Fire that thing right. up, KJ. Don't li- you're not helping the coach here. T- tell me about uh, YJU. Uh, really just the relationship with the coaching staff. They and said, then, as a freshman, you have the green light, KJ. I'll give you another guy. Hey, <laughs> no, I'll really, get, you yeah. said Dupay. I'll give you a Jacksonville guy, real similar, who went to J. John Knox. Knox. Yeah. John Knox did that. Mm-hmm. These guys are, you know, don't know who they are, but yeah. man, at John Knox, I fired up. He had yeah. a brother play too. I don't remember his mm-hmm. name. Yeah. Kenny, Not as, Kenny Knox. 
So tell me again, why Kevin, JU? Kevin, Kevin. No, Rush, I, Jr. I just love the situation uh-huh. that I would be going into. I like their, their play style. It's different than what I normally would necessarily do. Like Lipscomb, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. I feel like everybody's like me. Right. And then um, same with really William and Mary. Those were really two of the um, bigger offers that I had. So, mm-hmm. I mean, for example, those two, like, I just feel like they're all kind of like me. So yeah. I wanted to go somewhere where there wasn't a bunch of me, and I feel like JU okay. needed a shooter. Okay. So they were in need for one. It's thing. good for J- uh, JU and UNF both. I, they need. To, they could build these programs if they mm-hmm. could keep mm-hmm. guys like this in town, at least more than they lose, right? right. And, right. and so I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Now, this is also fun. Uh, uh, and Grady, who do you guys play next? Um you know? Palm Beach Lakes. Palm yeah, Beach Lakes. When do you play them? We play them Friday. Are they good? They're really good. They're okay. a really good team. That's a good little... Is that, are they Miami coming up here? Team. Yeah, they're coming to... We play my Reigns, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, it's the... Uh, MLK, MLK okay, this week. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to be in the stand That's saying, a good tournament. that thing up, KJ. That's, <laughs> That's my guy. Make a sign, E. Go over there with a sign. <laughs> <laughs> when do you play Kenny? Thursday. Okay. Oh, okay. Free Grady, you can say. (laughs) (laughs) The front and on the back. (laughs) All right. So KJ's little brother, plays freshman. Okay. Plays at Bishop Kenny. Oh, okay. He's their starting point guard. Yes. Nice. Right across. I saw him make two threes against. He was going to go to Episcopal, but they had too many of him there. Yes. That's correct. (laughs) I saw him make. I saw him make two threes against Pontevedra last Friday. As a freshman. Nice. Freshman. Yeah. Okay. And I I texted his dad and said. Who's got the best shooting percentage in the uh, in the family right now? Yeah. I saw a little Drew Drew yeah. knock those down. Yeah, now, what are you going to do? Uh, now, listen, what what are you covering, Drew, or no? I hope I am, but you can't. Well, you're a senior and he's a freshman. I don't know if he's yes. going to let me. Yeah. Senior and freshman, man, you can't do that. I would just. I, I hope. Yes, Drew, I hope can. Drew Drew yeah. throws an elbow right at you. <laughs> I hope. I By the way, yeah. and let me tell you something. If you went to the Jackson household, mm-hmm. they would. Yeah. 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 Is his and then he has twin brothers who are in seventh grade. We used to beat the living heck out of each other all the time. I'm I like, had twin just, boys. That just, happens yeah. a lot. Yeah. They're just going at it, man. It's yeah. when they were like five and six. Yeah, Great I, stuff. No, I'm talking about when they were 15. No. So, t- <laughs> so tell me about what the goals are. For, Grady, we'll start with you. Tell me about the goals for this basketball team as we go forward. 13-2, and two, obviously very good. What, what are we looking at? Um, honestly, all season we've just been preaching like one game at a time. Good. So like that's good really, coach speak right there. Yeah. Coach. Good job. <laughs> um, really, just we just look forward to the next game and yeah. like it's a blessing to be able to play every game. So we just Very nice. take advantage of it. All right, KJ, what, are we going to win state? What are we doing? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's honestly what I was going to yeah. say. I, think. <laughs> I, I don't think that we're really going for anything else other than state. So yeah, I yeah. think that's our main goal. All right, all right. What um, what uh uh. uh What's been your best output so far? What has been your best game so far? Like as a point team? wise. Oh, no, point I'm wise. selfish here. I'm, I want to know <laughs> how many. What What's I your high I, and threes hit in one game so far this year? I think I've only. It's nine. Yeah, you got I nine had, threes in a game. Mm-hmm, I had 35 against Father Lopez. Okay, what is the uh, what is the most you've hit in a game? Is nine the most? No, I no. Hit, I hit 12 as a freshman. You hit Fire 12 as a freshman. Shoot or shoot, shoot, shoot or shoot. He is a shooter, man. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we as a team we we See, that's it was a state record. Free yeah, Grady. Well, did that, you did, <laughs> Grady, did you have a couple threes in, in that in, game? In, uh against Father Lopez, I think yeah. he had one. Okay. Well, in fairness, you didn't ask him how many the team had. You asked him how many he yeah. had. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, man, we're excited about you guys and we've loved watching you guys and and uh the best to your families. 
And let's go. Let's keep keep going here. We got a lot of good games coming up here. I'm looking. Where is Episcopal ranked in state right now? Where y'all at? Or do we still do that state we're, rankings? We're top ten, whatever. Or three A. We're seventh in our classification. Yeah. So who's the best team? Or you're three A. Who's the best team in three A in the state? Riviera. Riviera. Okay. And and what about like, locally? Who's the biggest challenge locally? Or, so Providence. Providence is 3A also? Yeah. Well, that's bad news. Yeah. yeah. That's and a good the, one. The city is like, for once, it's Jackson, Providence, and us. Oh, Jackson, another one. Yeah. Huh? Jackson's yeah. number one in the city. Do you, ever, do you ever think about going 2A or 4A? Just a thought? Or? He wish you they go, would. Go, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that in baseball, too, sometimes. No, I know. I hear you. Oh, I hear you. Gosh. All right, well. Can we get Johnny Murphy out of, this, out of that district, please? Uh, all right, well, listen, guys. Have a great rest of the year. We'll be watching. Yeah, Brady, good luck at sure. Tampa. Thank you. Very proud. Congrats, KJ. Always good to see you, my man. Enjoy this home stretch, man. Yeah, You'll enjoy it. Yeah. Free grade. And behave yourselves. <laughs> All right, that's uh, the Lock and Law High Score for Thanks to Lee Lockett. Know before you blow. We're back with the Murphy Power Hour next. There he is, pumped up as I am about Sean Manaya, Daniel Murphy, the Murphy Good Power segment. Hour. Good segment. see the local lads in here. Yeah. 904. 904. Brought to you by ITP Partners. And, uh, yeah, I love high school sports. You lived it here at Englewood High School and – you just, you know, in high school, you get these, you get moments, right? Mm-hmm. And you have, I mean, I bet you right now, I said, Daniel Murphy, tell me a moment in high school, and you can rattle it off like it was yesterday. Yeah, it against a rival. Head, right? Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Against a rival. Yeah. We all have, no yeah. matter how yes. high you go yeah. as an athlete profession, yeah. we all have that one or two and in, even, in, But, in like, even guys who went, went yeah, and went had lot, wonderful, yeah, yeah, but they remember yeah. high school forever. It's right. a great time. I like it when you wound the ones closest to you like that, <laughs> and you know what I mean? And I was talking off air daniel but look they you know baseball's one thing that they chirp kids chirp when they're in the stands mm-hmm. you know if you have a big game a, a rivalry mm-hmm. but high school basketball man they've i mean the, the student body will go and they yeah. will just uh, yell and yell and yell at the opposition and they know everything now about because yeah. of social media like if and even at college they, like, they know everything the players on the court volunteer them to them mm-hmm. in public basically mm-hmm. they, they look right yeah. <laughs> here's your arsenal let me have it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then so. something about maybe the gym doesn't because i remember going to the basketball games and loved it and when you right. get a big one against a rival yes. Terry yeah. parker Wilson, and you know when it gets like, quiet they can hear you uh-huh. it's yes. close because and some people like to be heard yes some people like to be a part of the voices that are heard somebody like to be that guy yeah yeah but there, yeah, it's great, great fun to do that each week, and we appreciate those guys coming in. Thanks to Lee Lockett. All right, so let's talk football first. We'll get a little baseball in there, but you're right. Let's talk. Yeah, let's talk sure. about our Jags, man, and this this collapse. And you know, you you kind of witness some. There's been some. You know, collapses are a tough thing for professional athletes. Tell me about kind of your experience. Yeah, I was I was in the <clears throat> Mets organization yes. in 07. So yes. I wasn't a part of it at the major league level. Oof. Seven and a half game lead with uh 16? 16, 16 to go 17. is uh, is sort of what the Jags just went through. I mean, we had two and a half game lead with six, right? Yeah. All right, I tried to cook this up and while okay. we're talking a little bit, you tell me if I'm wrong. All so right. we played a third of the season with the Jags on six games. It's like 54 games in the baseball season. Right. The last third. We won one out of the six games that we played. So that's nine and 45 if you're doing it baseball-wise, I yeah, think. Yeah, And the one we beat was the Oakland Athletics. That's fair. You're right. That's well, very – yeah. I'm kind of – you know, I, I, I look at it as once the game started, my son Noah, he was so excited. for Everybody was. You know what I sure. mean? And to, say, and, and to say it is there's something, if we take positive from it, even being in the situation, not being in the postseason, we still gave ourselves a chance 
all the way down the stretch. Meaningful games in December now, is the first goal, but we got that last year, so yes. you want to live, and then well, you're sitting there at eight and three, and you're like, okay, now let's see what happens. You want to see progression. Right. That's what we all expect. I think Correct. that's what the players expected, mm-hmm. the coaches, mm-hmm. the front office, the mm-hmm. city. We're gonna we're gonna be a better version than we were last year. Well, the last year's version had a ball game coming up this weekend, and this one does not. Correct. And so, well, and then I look at the game and kind of as we go into it and. You guys have talked about hot dog if Derrick Henry didn't just come out. and Which everybody knew also, by the way. And I tell you what also happens, and I know athletes will argue you forever when it comes to the topic of want to, but fans hold you hold athletes so accountable for want to. You can't help watch that game and see our guys just, eh, half A in it and their guys with nothing to play for. You know, nothing offends a sports fan like per, a perceived yes. lack of want to. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be there. I would agree. But that perception – just chafes your behind more than any other. And they here, here's the deal. And and you know this from being a professional. But to me, if I if if I'm like if 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 there's a competition, to me there's like three real the three biggest factors are your your talent, for one, your strategy, yeah. how do you use it, and three, very important, your want to. And the other day we got exposed, we got exposed, like talent in the NFL doesn't matter. They're all the same. The ones with the want to and the strategy can beat. They can all beat each other. See the Cardinals. So, and by the way, we're more talented than the Titans. So to lose because of strategy, idiotic rollouts, third and goal from the one. To lose on want to. Derrick Henry had over 100 yards pre-contact. Daniel, I heard you guys say that. Now, what is that? It felt like <clears throat> when it came <sighs> in, and I won't question the effort by any stretch of the imagination. Right. It did feel like the Titans came out with more intent and we had to get into the ball game. Whereas like they came out, they get eight on us on Derek and they keep going. And, and from- the, you don't see this in baseball or it, maybe you do. I think it tends to be more closed door players only meetings, maybe where it happens, but we never during this collapse, did we ever have one of our guys on the sideline mm-hmm. With a Brady or a Mahomes like Grant, or you know, and I'm not saying I'm saying we've got to be better up That's and down the enough. sideline. We've yes. got to do what are we doing? Somebody do something now. You know that never seemed to occur. Why? And do, you, yeah, why? some of it's the temperament of your leadership, right? So I would tell you that temperamentally, that's not in my nature, right? You know what I mean? Right. I'm more going to go out and hopefully play properly and do one-on-one type of things. Like mm-hmm. if you come to me mm-hmm. um, and, or we'll talk in, in more of a one-on-one setting, okay. but someone like, like Jason Worth, right. who I've played with is like, that's far enough. Now that doesn't mean you're right. going to get what you want, which is win a ball game. Correct. It's just to say we need, everyone needs to focus a bit more now right? because it's the only way we are going to get what we want, not to guarantee that we're going to win this ball game or mm-hmm. these ball games. Mm-hmm. It's like, but we got to focus up. And the only I said this before, the only way I think to get what you want is you, you have to just be all in. And it's not to say they weren't. It did appear right. as if we just came out. I look at it. So the last day of a season, in mm-hmm. my experience, mm-hmm. for poor ball clubs I've played on, right? you got lads like, hey, you think I'm going to make this flight at 6.15 tonight? You think this ball going to be Bags over? are packed. I'm ready to go. You think I'll yeah. make it? I did one for 6.15. You think I'll make it? Right. So the Titans are ready to go. Mm-hmm. We must give them a reason to want to leave. Jump on them. Just give them a reason right. they want to go away. Right. And it's our guys know experience. that. They've been in that position. Yeah, they're they're so disappointed. Pros, that though. Yeah. So they're going to come out prop- yeah. in some in some capacity. Right. And if you give them a chance to stay in, it's like, I'll, I'll take you home with hey, me. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. We've done that here, right? Yes. Carson mm-hmm. Wentz and the Colts came in a couple years. Our pitiful team that didn't do anything all year. Knocked them out. Did the yep. same yep. thing to them. The, the NFL, dude. Felt like it built some momentum. No truer statement has ever been uttered than the parody of the NFL. It's just in, it's incomparable, man. Jeff, in baseball terms, and, and Daniel put it in his way, but again, it's September 12th. All right. We have a seven-game lead with 17 to go. We promptly lose 12 of same those. Same thing. Same thing. We wake up and we are out. Yeah, same thing the Jags. Yeah, it's that's Five out of kind six of is, what. It's pitiful. I'm not and you know trying, what? Uh, and, and, I'm not and, trying and, to pile on. It's no, just this, it's just, fair. As we move further away from this, yeah. I think it's going to become a bit more historic what, what really transpired this also last fair. six weeks. It's, it's one, as you, you guys were talking about on the way in, the, the trajectory of the organization now, you can't say, has been stunted because we ain't got Big no time. more football. Right. So now we've got to reevaluate because – you, you, Dan, you kept talking about win the division again. Yes. Get this, win it again. And it's just, it. yeah, it's a hollow feeling now. I get the Googans, I get the Jaguar fans. You know, I, I, go, I go on Twitter just to kind of get the pulse of them, and, and they're rightly frustrated and angry. And because, I mean, six games with a two-and-a-half game lead, it's, it, it's a big collapse. Mm. Huge collapse. Huge collapse. Huge collapse. I mean, and you're the better team. Yeah. That makes it even huger. Sometimes the lesser team will get run down. Yeah. And, Daniel, let me ask you this. One of the things I've been talking about for a month, <clears throat> and the Mets have this a little bit, the DNA of a franchise. You know, Jeff has mentioned, too, you can change the DNA. The Pittsburgh Steelers did it. They lost for decades. Mm-hmm. The Braves the, did it. Yeah, the Braves did The Braves for my whole life the, were terrible. Yeah, and then but in the 70s. But, but it's, it's not easy, I don't think. And that's why I thought it was so important for this team just to find a way to win the AFC South. Forget what happens against Cleveland oh. Saturday in the bank. It'd be nice to win. We got a chance, whatever. Mm-hmm. But get that. Go back to back. Don't yes. give anyone a chance to think, hey, we can win. So it didn't happen. I'm worried about long-term ramifications. I would, I would, Is that fair? Like, if, if you get to, to where losing and failure, like I want to say becomes a habit, but mm-hmm. – the league will treat you the way you act. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to take that. Right. They, they're going to give no favors. And so coming off of a, of a finish like this, I just, the league's going to treat you like a mark until you don't let them treat you like a mark. Correct. And you go and win two division, two division titles. Like no matter what happens in the first round of the playoffs, you're two time division winner. Now right. you haven't been to the, you've been to the postseason twice in the last how many years, if you can't, what is it last year? And then, 17? Yeah. The, the narratives change quickly. In, this, 17, century, eight. in this century, 5, 7, 17, 22. That's, That's it. it. And, now we have, and now we have an offseason. Now we have an offseason. And I'm worried that we go backwards. And now we have Trevor, and I don't think we're, we're ever going to be like 4 and 13. We have an architect who draws with his offhand. Okay? Yeah. It is what it is. We're not, we, we have hit our ceiling until we get a better steward of the talent of this franchise. I'm done. I'm done with watching for four years. I see what we got here. We might have a flash year, might overcome the ridiculous decisions that have been made here or there, but to really get better and, and, and layer up, we, we, we need new vision. You love to study ball clubs, so and you liken it to baseball, and you like to see how the shell game works, and there's a shell game in the NFL as well with the salary cap, and one thing you will understand quickly is you can't afford – there are long-term ramifications when you don't hit on draft picks. 
I think you, I heard you guys talk to you and, and Tony mm -hmm. said this as well too. You're not going to build through free agency. No, you can't. It will not happen. Mm -mm. At any, you might get lucky level. for a year. Free, free agency is there for your needs, but to remember that part of your needs, you don't, you don't want to be on the free agent market. You want someone younger and cheaper to be able to fill that. So it's there for supplementation and to cover up mistakes that are made. And that's every organization. Sure. And that's, that's why, different for the NFL than like, other sports. Right. That's why guys don't like free agent prices. That's why the owners don't like them. Right. Because you're having, you're having to you're cover up. You're paying for somebody else's success. You might have to cover benefit. up or supplement. It's supplementation as well, too. But And so, yeah, you can't build through free agency. Nah. Can't do I, it. Um, much has been made of Trevor's turnovers. Right? Yeah, and 20 certainly plus. Important. When did we make... Was it when offenses became more dink and dunk in West Coast? When did we change our opinion on on turnovers? Maybe when like Aaron Rodgers was throwing forty one and four picks, things like that. When you started looking at touchdown to interception ratios more so, and the interceptions started to come way down. We were no longer the West Coast offenses, like you said, the percent. I remember Mark Brunel telling me if I if I hit sixty percent of my passes, that's a really good year. My well, point is 60% don't get you and, much and, well, anymore. And, yeah. and that may be true. Mm -hmm. A turnover was the same outcome in 1984 as it is now, right? Yeah. Your quarterback gave it to the other team. Yeah. Who's better, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Who's better, Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning? Uh, Peyton. In the first six years in the league. Yeah. It's just fascinating to me from this standpoint. Mm -hmm. Who is today's poster child for being reckless with the football. It's not even Trevor. There's another guy, a better guy, a bigger name. That's, Throws picks. It, it turns it over. This guy's notorious for turning it over, even to this day. Josh Allen? Josh Allen. Josh not Allen. even the close. Gunslinger. He's the yeah. poster child mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For, for turning the ball over, okay? Again, he also accounted for 40-plus touchdowns. Again. Right. I'm not, I'm, not even, I'm not even talking about that. I'm just yeah. talking about the, the turnovers themselves. Okay. Peyton Manning, okay, uh, Peyton Manning in his first six years. This yeah. was Josh Allen's sixth year. Mm -hmm. In Peyton Manning's first six years, he had 137 turnovers. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady had 132. Mm -hmm. Brett Favre had 156. <laughs> Drew Brees had 120. Mm -hmm. Roethlisberger had 122. Mm -hmm. McNabb had 114. Mm -hmm. How many turnovers do you think Josh Allen has in his first six years? Uh, a good amount. One, 102. Dang. Less. Significantly less than all of those guys. Yet, if you ask somebody yeah. who protected the ball better, yeah. Josh Allen or Tom Brady, yeah, it's say. like we really come down on the turnovers. Et pop quiz, please. Oh, Danny, together we're going to learn that what I just did there was set up the pop quiz. I need uh, you to tell me mm -hmm. in the last two years, 2022, 23, mm -hmm. the five NFL quarterbacks. With the most turnovers. All right. The first one should be obvious. Well, Josh Allen. Josh Allen has 41, most in the league the last two years. Is Trevor not in it? Is that the... Is that the I don't oh, know wait, he hasn't played five. No, two. This is two. The last two years. The most turnovers. The most turnovers in the last two years. 22, 23. Just the last two years. Well, had two. Two, who had the most turnovers? And how, what was Josh Allen's number? 41. I think Trevor's got to be in there. He had... He had... He had 20-plus this year. He lost seven more fumbles I'd say last just year. Just from the availability, I feel good about it because he's played almost. He's played only what's the one What's game. the number? What's fifth? What's the number in turnovers in fifth in fifth spot? Before we do that, uh, it's four. actually a, a tie for for four. Is is also fifth? 28. 28. Definitely Trevor then. And then he got three more. Twenty seven. Okay. 
Um, Trevor Lawrence is second behind yeah. Josh Allen yeah. with 38 yeah. turnovers yeah. the last two years. And to your point, the difference is Josh Allen in those two years has produced 80 touchdowns, right. and Trevor's produced about 40. The big difference. So 27 is the number. How many picks did Dak throw last year, E? Because he had a, he had a yeah. great year this year, but he still threw, he threw a lot. 10 maybe. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I don't know the number. He was. Head. He led the league in interceptions last year, so I'm gonna guess. I think you guys, unless no, you guys tell me, no, I don't. Dak Prescott. Yeah, the game ends. Ah. Um, very close. <laughs> Prescott at 27. He's right. one, 28. Is is last. Is, 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 is Tua or Goff in there? Yes. Uh, Tua is has 28. Uh-huh. Tua has 28. Uh-huh. Uh, Goff has 27. Okay. The same as Prescott. Right. You want to try and get the other? You have Allen, Lawrence, and Tua. One, two, and uh, four. Who do you think's third? Stafford? No. Oh, he didn't play that much. Oh, he didn't play last year. That's right. Did did Zach Wilson play a lot of last year? Zach Wilson only has 22, believe it or not. Yeah, but he He hadn't played in it as much. Okay. How many games did Carr miss with Oakland last year? Just See, in? this is my point, I guess. Yeah. I guess what They're good quarterbacks you know, is your point. Well, my point is, yeah, we have been deceived. Yeah. The best quarterbacks do it both, buddy. They go right. to the wall. Right. They turn it over and they give you a touch. You know who's third? Who? Patrick Mahomes, that's who. Oh, you yeah. know who's fifth? Yeah. Jalen Hurts, that's who. Yeah. So four of the top five are Allen Mahomes, Tua Hurts. Well, that's fine. So my point is. People, we should stop saying Trevor turns it over too much. That's not the problem. The problem is Trevor oh, no, doesn't no, no, get no. in the end zone enough. Well, you, you could say Trev needs to hold on to the ball better yeah. moving forward, and he's admitted that. Yeah, I, he should. I get that. Yeah. I'm sure they're telling Josh Allen that and Patrick Mahomes that and these other dudes that, and they still inevitably, by the way they play, and as productive as they are, as much positive stats, I think some of the problem with Trevor is he's not giving you the other side. Yeah, he's like if you look at, he's like, giving you the floor, but not not, he's the, not ceiling. the ceiling. That's now part of the reason he doesn't give us a ceiling is because a lot of drop touchdown yeah, passes. Yeah, I saw that, and then yeah. also I thought that <laughs> that I would I look at the season. It's like two seasons now. The eight and three version of Trevor in the I'd say the offense they did they didn't have to be explosive. Like right. he wasn't having to air it right. out and chase as right. much. You know, we were defending better. We were, we're getting turnovers. Bangs. Yeah, getting yeah. the turnovers, and so and then well, it just when. When we had to chase last year, we were able to chase. And yeah. I thought this, so we got, we're down 15 against the Titans. Yeah. I go, we were in this situation three or four times last year. Not to say that we were going to come through, only to say, one, you realize how difficult it is to come through that many That's times. That's the key. You know, and yeah. so, well. It we, doesn't happen in the end. We were, Lady Luck shined on us a little bit last year. And then the point to that is they should have realized that in the off season. Yeah. That's where they should have realized in the offseason, they should have said, well, wait a second, man. We were nine and eight. We weren't like 12 well, and. F- but look at how you got there. Right. You know what I mean? Did you, did Dallas, how much did you have Baltimore, to thread the needle? The Raiders, uh, uh, even the playoff yeah. game. There was like Tennessee? five. Yeah. Got lucky last year. Yeah. We didn't. That's what like, I'm saying. Lady Luck right. shine on the sure. Jags. So good fortune. You have you make to, your own good fortune, but you, you, Running it back is dangerous. Well, that's our GM. It yeah. feeds back. He ran it. Why trust? The worst. How could there be any trust here? Yeah, there can't be any trust. We need. I will say this. That's what good teams I do. By the this. way, they're aggressive. They're if if the draft picks it hit. Okay, like go look at the Rams. How they get in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. They drafted Puka Nakua in the fifth round. And this cat, what did I tell you? Kyron Williams. Yeah, the, oh, no, oh, Kyron Williams. Well, he was the year Colby, before. Uh, Colby, also fourth. Uh, Turner, Young, whatever. Yeah. But he's Colby Young, I think. Been a hell of a defensive tackle for him. I mean, though, in the third, I mean, these are guys who 
You know, we don't have those guys. Our third-round pick ran for 100 yards. Our second-round pick had three catches. Our fourth-round pick did not play a down. Our fifth-round pick had 70 snaps at defensive tackle where we were horrible. We did, None of these guys he helped picked, us. Yeah, because he – and by the way, in three years, none of these guys will have helped us. He's terrible. How about that? Let's see. We had 11 picks in – the first rounder, which you had to take, mm-hmm. is the only one who's going to contribute any amount of like looks like it effort. It's, uh, boy, I got some more perspective for you. All right, let's do this. Let's take a break. We'll keep it going because we have more time. I want to get some. I got other one stuff question on top Murph. of all this. I want to ask you real quick. Yeah, we're not not drawn out. Mm-hmm. Sixty four teams in the last ten years have started eight and three or better. Mm-hmm. How many have missed the playoffs? Sixty four in the last ten years have been eight and three or better. How many have missed the playoffs? I tend to think it happens. Yeah, in the I'm NFL. Not, I don't mean to imply there's no, a good answer. Or, or, I'm guessing. Or bad. I, I tend to think there are teams. I think there are collapses, and you know there are teams that win a lot of games to get in. There's I, good news, bad news in this answer. I'm gonna guess though. What do you think? Three, four, I'd five. Three or four or five. It's about five. There were two before the Jags. Yeah. But here's the good news. Yeah. Eight and three also carries this implication. You're a good football team. Yeah. If you could go eight and three, regardless of what you do down the stretch and whatever the reasons are. Mm-hmm. But the 2021 Ravens started eight and three, missed it. Here they are, the number one seed two years later. Right. And the 2014 Eagles did it. They won the Super Bowl three years later. By the way, who would have been the coach on that 2014 Eagles team? Dougie P. Did he collapse eight and three? I don't. If he was the coach of the 2014 Eagles, he I don't did. I think he was. Yeah, it must not have been. When did he win the Super Bowl? 17? He must not have been there yet. Yeah. All right, we'll do this. We'll take a break. We'll keep sure. it rolling. Uh, this is the Murphy Power Hour brought to you by ITP Partners. More with Daniel next. You're listening to the Daniel Murphy Power Hour, presented by ITP Partners on 1010XL. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! All right, right here. Right now, we've got River City Rumble tickets for Friday night. Six four one ten ten. You going? Yeah. Oh yeah. Chip Kelly was the Eagles coach. Yeah. Did we say that on the air? No, we were yeah. going to clean Chip that up. Kelly. Yeah. So six four one ten ten. If you want to uh, go to the River City Rumble, be kind, be courteous, be correct. Uh, that's Friday night. Uh, as Ju and UNF get after it on the hard. Where is it now that we're asking? I know it's in Jacksonville. It's at UNF. There we go. Uh, You'll be coming the over. Dark side. Yes. <laughs> I'll be over there teaching the lads today. How's your How's your first class, class was good, Daniel? Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I know you were working your way through some studious courses here a couple years ago. So when When, when was your class? Monday. We yeah. go Monday Wednesdays. I went I went out Monday. I was uh, dressed in all black mm-hmm. for a funeral. Yeah. Um, after the game, but I wanted yeah. to go do some commerce in the city, so mm-hmm. I had to wander about, went and purchased some things, wanted to spend some money around the city. Felt like. It was a dreary day. It sure, felt, it sure felt right for a funeral. I had my Trev jersey on. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> like Trev jersey. There are certain times in your life with your ball club that you never forget. And, you know, we've chronicled our Mets-Braves love, but it's with the Jags. Now, there, there are highs and there are lows. I've never, never saw a city so depressed. And this maybe will give us a little bit of optimism or hope going forward. I was in Denver in 96 mm-hmm. when the Jags went out there and had the greatest playoff upset in history. And when the city here erupted in joy, I stayed back in Denver. Mm-hmm. I was in the city and in the newsroom. And I mean, there were tears. They were so, because that was, they were going to the Super Bowl. They mm-hmm. had to get a Super Bowl for Elway. Yeah. We were getting down to the end here. We needed Johnny to get a Super Bowl. And 
when the Jags beat them, it was despair like I had never eh, seen. I felt right. the despair here in 99 mm-hmm. in the AFC Championship game. That was just a gut punch. 2017, I walked across the football field. I'll never forget. Tony Baselli was walking the other way. I looked up at him, and I went third and 17 and shook my head. Mm-hmm. He said, I'll, I, I can't believe it. Can't believe it. We were up 10 in the fourth quarter, planning. And for just a minute, what I did is, against Tom Brady, is I let myself dream. Mm-hmm. That was a mistake. Because yeah. as soon as I did, that dirty so-and-so stuck a knife we in couldn't us. quite take the air out of the football yeah. fast enough in yes. that one. Yes. So there are moments that happen, and this one felt a little bit like that. It wasn't as because I don't think we were Super Bowl bound this year. Mm-hmm. But you never know. Get into the tournament, and who knows what happens. But you're also not just... So you are aiming at the Super Bowl, yeah. But it, Super Bowl or bus doesn't mean no. that you that you couldn't still you know have a good good season as an organization. And Ten I think and you seven were alluding, is better than you, nine and eight. And you were alluding to that as yes. division champs. Yes. Like I, I, I didn't expect us if we won to come in here and beat Cleveland, right. but we could, could we for could. sure. And we had three breakdowns and we scored twenty seven on them, and we definitely could beat them at home. And you know. I, Playoff game in the city was wonderful last year. But here's what happens now in the offseason, Dan. The 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 talk of the town is going to be the Houston Texans. As, as well it should be. Correct. We, so now we've handed off. To the victor go the spoils. We've handed off the scepter. Uh-huh. We want it. We, we had it. Takes it. you a whole season to get one of those gotta, back. Yeah. A I whole mean, 17 games. And all offseason we're going to hear about Houston this and Houston that and Houston that. And, and rightfully you know so. I, I, and and. And, and I get it. I would like to – I tap the brakes a little bit on Houston because mm-hmm. this is where I think I think the schedule strength does matter. Yeah. And while we were playing the Bengals and the Bills and the Chiefs, they were playing the Jets mm-hmm. and the – Oh, yeah. You know, and the it, the Broncos. And, you know, they went three – Cardinals. They went three and oh, we went oh, three. You know, yeah. or one and two. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I'm not using that as an excuse. No, we still I, have the better be team. Saying saying maybe more – and I would agree Let with that. Let me know that. how they from do a, next year playing those first-place teams. From a long-term perspective. But yeah. what they can say for next year – is their division champs. Correct. And, like, it takes you a whole season, a mm-hmm. whole off-season of work, a whole tra- training camp, all the coaches, all the players, 17 games, to go win one of those. Mm-hmm. They're difficult. Mm-hmm. And you had one. Yeah. Sure felt like it right there. And, listen, again. Once you start stack, you can't get three in a row before you get two. You just got to hope it doesn't carry over. Sometimes it doesn't. The Dolphins collapsed last year, and they – earn their way back into the postseason this year. Now, they've had some really tough injuries, so it's hard to get a feel for what kind of – and they're not probably going to beat Kansas City, but they did rebound and make the postseason. That's what – I mean, and next year we'll – the AFC South teams will come through here, but then the Patriots will come through here. The Jets will come through here. The Pack will come through here. The Vikings and the Browns. That's not the Niners, the Bengals. The, some good teams there, though. But there are some good teams. Yeah, those yeah. are good teams. Oh, are good. Yeah, I mean, They're all good. I mean, it's the NFL, yeah, it's the NFL man. Look at the Cardinals. Look, do you see what the Cardinals yeah. did this year? Yeah. They, they, they won they, against some big boys. They beat Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh yeah. Dallas, Philly, yeah. and should have beaten Seattle the last yeah. week of the year. And then, But they'd lose to everyone else. Yeah. For sure, there's nothing like the parody of the NFL. Whoever, you know, if you don't, if you, if you half-A it like the Jags did Sunday, you're going to get beat. Yeah. No matter who you're playing. Yeah. And and listen, it's not about hey, take like you brought up the schedule and that's fine. It's not about though taking advantage of the schedule. It's about playing that first place schedule and competing against those teams and then ultimately or if you're going to be any good you're getting that every, every year. year. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, let's be honest. A year ago at this time, right after the playoffs were done, our season, we were saying, "Okay, we 
We got a stranglehold on the AFC South. Yeah. We're in a, we're in the best position in the division right yeah. now to win the we division. We got the best quarterback, we got the success, and then we Who feels that way happen. right now? Not me. I do still think that we're I I mean again, I'm in the minority maybe. I do still think we're the but I don't I'm not so sure because what? I Houston's like they were the best like coach quarterback combo and team, but I don't know. CJ Stroud and and Nico Ryan's had a great year. They did. Like, it's been a year. Yeah, you know, with what we thought Trevor That's would fair. be this year. Yeah. I mean, let's see, let's let it play. He and missed, I, he missed some critical, he missed some crucial games in there for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they lost those games, including against the amazing stat about the Browns. This is the fifth time in, in 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 NFL history the Browns have had the number one total defense. A couple of interesting things. For one, the Browns haven't had the number one total defense in the NFL since 1955. It's been 75 years almost. But here's the other interesting thing. They've had it five. settle down on seventy five in nineteen fifty five. By the way, <laughs> no. that's only eight years away, and I, it, and I will be sixty eight in eight okay. years. So therefore, years. don't throw seventy five out there because that it, pains me. Okay, okay. well it's seventy <laughs> sixty nine to be <laughs> precise. Here's the other interesting thing about damn that, damn you. The other interesting <laughs> thing about that is the other four times uh-huh. that the Browns had the number one total defense in the NFL. Yeah, NFL championship, NFL championship, NFL championship, lost in the championship game. Oh. Now they didn't have Joe Flacco. About, they probably had Otto Graham. How about but, how about that game this weekend? Is the Deshaun Watson less bowl? Wow. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. They both of them had him. We have them has him now. We haven't talked much about it. I'm sure we will in the next couple of days. But it's also time to remember. Just you think Joe Flacco was nails down the stretch? Just don't forget what this dude is. It's a playoff quarterback. We talked and about he's that been, a couple weeks and ago. And he's yeah. been so many times that that ain't no fluke. There's something a little different about Joe Flacco in the postseason. Cleveland could be dangerous with that defense. The AFC is a crapshoot, man. Can y'all tell me who's going to win the AFC? Why you to get in? Can you tell me who's going to win the AFC with any confidence? You, you, you will say Baltimore, but yeah. you won't. But well, they've got to prove it. But yeah. you feel like you could beat them. Yes. You know, not that, not that any team is unbeatable. Would you bet? Right, would you take for a hundred dollars right now any team against the field? I guess is my point. Would you take the Ravens against the field for hundred bucks? To win the AFC, well, yeah, if he, I get if I get all if I get the other ones, I take the field on. Yeah, the I field. take the field. Here's the one thing though: I might take the Ravens only in this respect because it's not the field; it's two games for them, not three. Right? Correct. And their chances are they're going to play. If there's an upset this weekend, they're going to play a team that you take the advantage. Well, of no, the they game. play. Yeah, 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 it, it, yeah, it, yeah. You're right, but but if there is an upset, like what if Pittsburgh beats Buffalo? Then then a team that has beaten the Ravens twice already yeah. this year comes to town. That's fine. I'm just saying. I know the that's fair. Was a little, that's, I know yeah, it is, but, but yeah, that's a division no. game. They've yeah, done well. That's, that's, that's perilous. The, if the six wins, then the Dolphins come to town. Yeah. And if they're healthy, they can do enough Well, they just beat them 52 to 19. I know they did. <laughs> I know they did. But it's, it's yeah. I, I mean, I get it, though. I do think it's, it's wide, wide open. It just seems more well, wide open than the city. Which, yeah. not, not having the, the Correct. open. Which, the by the way. Thank God they'll have to go on the road. Which, by the way. Makes it even that much more painful that we're not in it. Sure. This year, if you could yep. ever a year with a puncher's chance this year. And by the way, I say that about the AFC not because it's no good. I, I think there's a lot of good teams, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's because one to five or six are all capable. Like, I think any of those teams, I think the AFC will play with the NFC in the Super Bowl. I don't think the 49ers are going to go beat whoever it is. Or You see the uh, forecast for Kansas City Saturday night? Right. <laughs> Zero. Uh, zero. Less now. Less than zero. <laughs> Oof. Went James Spader. It was cold there last year. Yeah, but the patriarch and I didn't experience that. We would have, my goodness, that would have changed us. <laughs> it would have changed us. <laughs> I wish we were there for a playoff game. Do you remember what, we got to run, but do you remember, what was the coldest 
baseball, baseball game. Coldest we you were ever at. We ended, ended up in Denver. Okay. Right, I do have one. Later. I do have a, a, a pest of the day okay. that I want to share with you guys because I'm curious if you guys have seen this, and uh-huh. I think we can all um, kind of relate to this a little bit just uh-huh. as dads. Yeah. But the uh, pest of the day is brought to you by Mission Pest Solutions. That's right. Not 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 pest service. Pest Solutions. When you call 944-PEST, you'll speak directly with the owners. Mission Pest Solutions, veteran, loaned, uh, veteran and locally owned and operated. You get 25% off your initial pest or termite protection when you reference Tinted, uh, Tinted XL. Just say we sent you there. Did you see the video of this uh, father and son and dad made the terrible decision to Rush the field after the national championship yeah. game. Oh no! He's a Michigan fan. Yeah, uh, and About a, terrible. Like, no, it'd be like an eleven, more eleven or twelve year old boy. Kids, maybe. eleven or twelve. Yeah. So I did anyone? They're both on the field. You yeah. can't rush the field. By the way, you no. can't. I, I, that's like Super Bowl mistake. But you see everybody going on. Did to everybody celebrate. go on? Or just the players? I don't think. As family, yeah. they probably had a special pass to get on. Well, anyway, they uh, he made a mistake. The dad and the kid go down, and the cops get them, and the cops ain't playing. They leave the kid bawling in the in the in the tunnel and cuff the dad and take dad, him off. Dad's like, it's a, he's that's my son. It's okay. I love you. <laughs> kid's crying. Oh, I mean, that's ter- that's bad policing, man. Yeah, that's it bad seemed policing. to be a better way to be. Write him to a do ticket that. and charge yeah. him a thousand dollars. Right, or whatever. But, you could even you could even like. Put your hands on him a little bit and yeah. usher him out of there. Yeah, with his son. But right. you don't got to cuff him. Yeah, no, cuff him in front of his dad. But then again, there. man, you're trying. Yeah. Who knows? I, I will say this: Who knows what he says when it all starts yeah. to? Right. Sometimes people get a little liquor in them. They right. say, something, and I'm not saying he did, but who knows? That's today's pest of the day. Brought to you by Mission Pest Solutions. Uh, you were saying so, Denver. Oh, so we were in Denver, uh-huh. and um, it snowed. And oh. so it, it was beautiful because they have like the Christmas trees out there. Right. And, and so it hit it with the snow, but it sure didn't feel like the boys of summer. So the only way, I guess I'll explain it, it was this cold. We played a doubleheader. Ooh. All right. And I'm of the belief that adults shouldn't have to play two games in one day. All right. Okay. So that's just my belief. So you're already in a bad, bad way. It's not optimal. And it's freezing <laughs> out here. Tim Tuffle is the third base coach. He's our infield coordinator. And he tells me the positioning at second base. So Tim has his parka on. You get to pick. He's nice and warm, and he has a face mask over, and all I see is, like, his eyes. Yeah. And so he's moving me, and I'm freezing. And I come in. I said, Tim, I will not move if I can't see your face. I'm freezing out there, all right? And you're going to be at least as little as cold as I am. And so he tried to move me the next inning without putting his face on. And so finally he's got, like, the, the, the opening in between it. He pulls it open so I can see his whole face and it moves me over two steps. <laughs> Very nice. But when the warm water hit me in the shower on that day oh. in Denver, it was... Pleasing. Thank goodness yes. we made it. Didn't die. Yes. Parts of me died. Maybe the parts that needed to. Maybe. You know I mean, maybe the, the dross will, will get that burned off with the Jaguars as well, too, as we go to the next one. Good to see you, my man. Cheers. That's our friend Daniel Murphy. It's the Murphy Power Hour brought to you by ITP Partners. We make the turn for home next. Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers, equal opportunity employer. Good morning, Tone. Good morning. What do you got cooking on a hump day Wednesday? We'll have Johnny O in for the second hour of the program this morning, mm-hmm. and we'll get his reaction to the Jaguar season coming to a untimely end. On, on Sunday, and our question of the day today asking, as of today, what do you think are the three biggest offseason priorities for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Three? Three. Three biggest. We got more. On a list of about 20, what are the three, <laughs> three biggest? Three biggest. Okay. Yeah. Oof. There's a lot. Yeah. 
Oh gosh, that's a good question. Now there, there, that, that takes a little thought. You can't just you, know, you can say, oh, I you know, but there's man, golly. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great show. Thank you. Uh, Mike and Tony are getting ready uh, right now for Jaguars today, the Hump Day edition. E. Now today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over fifty years. Jeffrey, I, I think I guess my takeaway is I'm just I kind of reached my wits in with the. You know, getting our feelings about guys' jobs and families and it's professional sports. Our GM is killing us. <laughs> okay. E? <laughs> Find that thing up, KJ. <laughs> and free Grady. <laughs> shoot or shoot. And uh, I'll take away this. I still don't know the Raptors coach's name. It's like Darko Rajadovic. But the right. Raptors got screwed last night, he was E. Mad. And he you was know mad. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a home day edition of the drill. <laughs>